Well, with the Netflix original series The Punisher being dropped on Netflix this Friday, we figured this would be a perfect time to look back at the previous iterations of The Punisher. We're talking all three feature film presentations. We're talking the 1989 Dolph Lundgren The Punisher, the 2004 Tom Jane version of The Punisher, and of course, the Ray Stevenson classic, the 2008 Punisher, colon, War Zone. How do these stack up? Do any of them really give any interesting aspects to the Punisher character in general? We're doing a retrospective on the Punisher on a very justice-filled edition <laughs> of the review review tell me god why <laughs> why are the guilty always free <laughs> it's not justice it's punishment the guilty need to be punished <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small-town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. I'm a Troy to the max extreme. I'm Dolph Lundgren as Frank Castle. <laughs> and as we're sitting naked in the sewer, we will give you all of our facts about the Punisher. Give you that slight butt shot. <laughs> uh, from three different eras in the Punisher's film Two of them pretty close to each other. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes. What did we think about all of them Punisher movies? Yeah. Maybe uh, 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 special recognition to Dirty Laundry? That uh, Punisher short? Oh, sure. Yeah. See how they all stack up. Part of this inspired by our, our good fan, Jude, who yes. brought up the idea of doing Punisher Warzone, and the only way I could talk Troy into doing it is if we could do all three of them. <laughs> Somehow, I was like, let's just do more, because I have all that time. <laughs> I don't want to do Punisher Warzone. I'll do more. <laughs> of course I'll do more. But uh, <laughs> So yeah, we'll get on that when we get to that top of the hour. Yeah. Before we do that, though, we're going to jump into what's happening this week. So much news. Starting with Rotten Tomatoes, JT, back in the news. Uh-oh. Hear about this, JT. Rotten Tomatoes is not showing the Justice League rating yeah. until midnight Wednesday into Thursday. Actually, I saw that it just leaked. I was going to follow up with, <laughs> but the app accidentally leaked it. The website was good to its word. The app, bad boy. <laughs> Spank it. <laughs> Ow! Spank your little sewer Dolph Lundgren butt. Spank that little tush. Spank that little greased ass. Uh, so, yeah, the app did leak it. I have not looked at it yet. I just did. Okay. Uh, so it's not good. <laughs> oh, no! Uh... So with that, yeah, with with Rotten Tomatoes doing something, because I, I know what they wanted to do. They're like they're promoting a new 
like Facebook show called like Skip It or something. I don't know. It's not. That's not what it's Skip called. Skip it or fuck it. Something like that. Even though that's not. That I know that's not right. <laughs> anyway, it's like a Facebook show. Rotten Tomatoes, either say like see it or skip it or something like that. Do like a like a big unveiling. Yeah, and so that's what they're trying to do with the drop of their Facebook show. They were going to drop the Justice League Rotten Tomato score. I'm like, okay, yeah. well that doesn't make any difference. Nobody wants to watch that. Just no. show us the score. Yeah, it's gonna be like the Oscars. I'll just look it up tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that was one. Thing why they said they were uh, supposedly holding it back. But if you look into the fine print, uh, Universal and Warner Brothers have joint stakes in Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Because they are the parent companies that own the company that owns Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So they could maybe pull a little shysty move like this <laughs> and not have the Rotten Tomatoes score come out. Maybe, maybe, maybe kind of leave until, you know, uh, like... Uh, 5,000 people paid for tickets already. <laughs> right. Uh, obviously, if uh, speculation was out there that it could be a flop because they cut down the runtime. And they had a, an embargo on it until today Yeah, to do the review, which is Wednesday. Yeah. The 15th. Uh, which is the day it comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... All those can add up to a reason why they don't want the Rotten Tomato score up there, so they could get more butts in seats for the opening weekend. Yes. Not that people aren't going to go see it anyway. People are already going to go see the movie. Oh, yeah. To either see the movie they've always wanted to see, or the train wreck they probably thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, with that said, this is almost harkens back to our conversation last week with Disney mm-hmm. um, buying 20th Century Fox and having holdings with all that kind of stuff. Do you think that it's a good idea, since Rotten Tomatoes is such, I don't know, I guess now an aggregate if people want to go see a movie? Yeah. Do you think it's a good idea to have, like, a parent company do something like this for their own movies while other companies can't do that? I don't know. I mean, it is kind of shitty, but I don't, I don't usually use Rotten Tomatoes as a way of... Telling me if it's gonna be good or not. Yeah, me neither. I'm pretty sure like one of my favorite movies this year is has a shitty Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't use Rotten Tomatoes either. I like to see what the score is just out of curiosity. Yeah. But it doesn't sway my opinion to go see the movie. I'm gonna go see it or I'm not. That's it. Mm-hmm. I like saying them when I go through the stats for a movie. Yeah. Just to see where it ranks. Yeah. But other than that, it means nothing to me. I'd rather, I'll, I I might use Rotten Tomatoes as a guideline, but I'd rather read reviews or listen to reviews and like kind of decipher whether or not I'd like it based on what the people say they liked or didn't like about it. Right. I can, usually when people talk about shit, I can kind of pull together whether or not I'm going to like it, even if it's like a review where someone says they absolutely hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of hard. I'm the same way. I would rather listen to somebody's opinion who I respect. Yeah. And whether I do or do not like a movie. Um, even, But you and me sometimes, I respect your opinion, but sometimes we don't agree. Oh, yeah. Might even happen tonight. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, spoilers? Question mark? No, I don't know. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Uh, even me and GHD don't agree on some things. Oh, yeah. Very violently will not agree sometimes. Quite. <laughs> I, I, like, watch, like, 
Facebook posts you guys go back and forth <laughs> where you're like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> Just me ended up being like, shut up, David. God, I thought you were going to like go to his house and stab him when he talked about hitting the fifth element. What is wrong with him? <laughs> Not liking the fifth element. What a dick. <laughs> um... I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, Rotten Tomatoes, don't use it. Oh, yeah. Listen to reviewers you uh, you trust. Yeah. Takes a while to find them, but they're out there. Yeah. Even the reviewers that I trust, if they don't like it, I'll still, I can still pull stuff out of like their own opinions where I'm like, yeah, they usually don't like this kind of movie, and I do, so I'll still go right. see it. Right. Just got to get in there. Got to get the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Or you can just see it for yourself. Exactly. You be the judge. Exactly. You be the judge. Uh, moving on, JT. Get out! Get out! <laughs> Is up for uh, some nominations for the Golden Globes. Yeah. Uh, but that knee slapper. <laughs> okay, so then you did hear. <laughs> it's in for the comedy musical yeah. category, mm-hmm. which... I don't think it should be in. Yeah, no. It's not... If it was anything <clears throat> out of a comedy or musical, I suppose it would be a comedy, yeah. since there's no singing in, <laughs> in Get Out. But Com- I don't... Yeah, I know. Comedy musical is slowly turning into that category where it's just like an easy award, where it's like, we want to win something. And usually voting boards like that don't pick like full-fledged comedies. Right. So it's, it's like this is the easy one to win, and there I I suppose there's no horror segment. No, <laughs> no. So I don't know why. It, I don't know. I don't know. It is. It's kind of like a satire. Maybe that's kind of the comedy of it. Yeah, maybe. But it's like that. When you say it's a satire, then it's like not a ha ha comedy, which I would assume that would be more for the award. Yeah, it's not like. I think of comedy in that sense as like a lighthearted, jovial kind of thing. Yeah. Whether or not be like super ha knee slapper. Yeah. But like I would never put like a satire like this. Yeah. In the comedy section. I know. What but was I wouldn't like, consider was it... it like a drama either, really. Yeah. What was it last year? Like the Martian one? Yeah. <laughs> that laugh riot. The Martian. Yeah. It was so awesome to watch him dying on Mars. <laughs> when he that grilled was hilarious. those potatoes out that of was, shit. That was hilarious. <laughs> Couldn't stop fucking laughing. Uh, remember when he went through all those bags of shit and made all those potatoes? Hilarious. Remember when he almost died a couple times? <laughs> that was awesome. It was hilarious. God. Couldn't stop laughing. God, laugh a minute. I loved it. Uh, speaking of a laugh a minute, JT, the Inhumans. <laughs> yeah. They canceled yet? Well, let me follow up with, with my my uh, info I got here. Uh, on its finale, because yeah. that happened, if anyone... They already had the finale? If nobody was paying attention, the finale happened. Jesus. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't know that, JT, because on its finale, it only had 1.95 million viewers, Yeah, which still seems high to me. For all the negative press it's been getting. Yeah. Um, and it has a .05 rating with the 18 to 45 year old demographic that it's aiming for. 
Uh, its first two episodes had 3.75 million viewers. Yeah. So it dropped considerably until its finale. A little bit. And to put it in perspective, Agent Carter, another ABC uh, program, was canceled at 2.35 million viewers. <laughs> having this be significantly lower. So, probably not. I would say if you really liked it, I would catch those complete series DVDs. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> Get them while they're going to always be in the discount bin. <laughs> Get them before they just stop making them. <laughs> right? <laughs> Get some Mexican bootleg of it or something. Yeah. Uh, Get, like, the ones where it's got, like, the Taiwan Taiwanese, like, subtitles on the bottom. <laughs> right? Uh, in... Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson news, JT. His new movie, Rampage. Yeah. Based on the uh, arcade video game. Yes. Supposedly has a trailer dropping tomorrow, Thursday, the 16th of November. Year of Our Lord 2017. Ooh. Excited for the Rampage trailer. I'm excited to see anything yeah, about this. I'm curious this. to see what it's like, yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I loved Rampage. Me that too. Game was fun as hell. I remember when you got it for your PlayStation. We played the uh, shit out of it. Didn't play the fuck out of it. And it was like the sequel, so you could play as six different characters. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty simple game, but it was yeah pretty, pretty you just, decent. You just fucking level buildings as a <laughs> giant, giant monster. monster. Yeah. yeah, eat people. Yeah, dang, simple as that. If Rock doesn't get eaten in this, I'll be kind of mad. Or if yeah. Rock doesn't eat a monster. <laughs> <laughs> he takes a big chomp the out of The rock becomes a monster and eats the monster. There you go. Uh, last bit of news I got, JT. Uh, the upcoming animated film Coco uh, will surpass the Avengers in Mexico uh, in sales, making it the that territory's best opening of all time. Ooh, shit. Yes. Uh, it's been in Mexico already for 20 days. Damn. Yeah, it hasn't had a U.S. release yet, I don't think. No, I think it comes out next weekend? I think it's next weekend. Um, yeah, so it's been in Mexico for 20 days. Yeah, not this weekend, next weekend. Yeah, the Thanksgiving weekend, I think it comes out. Right on. Um, but they, Pixar and Disney was, wanted to be sure that they dropped Coco over the Dia de de la as muertos celebration yes um Day so of the it, dead. yeah so it can coincide with that going on in mexico yeah which was very smart because it dropped a week before that making having a nine million dollar opening weekend yeah and the week of uh dia de los muertos dias de los muertes thank you <laughs> it did better in theaters on its second weekend, Shit. making eleven million dollars. Yeah, um, well, I know that's the like theaters. a big inspiration for the art in it. Yeah, I guess a yeah, lot yeah. of the people, all in the there. sugar skulls, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Now those numbers aren't huge, uh, like nine million dollars and eleven million dollars compared yeah. to U.S. numbers. Yeah, but Mexico is not one of the highest movie no. territories at all. Oh no, it's like U.S. China, I think maybe then it jumps to, like, Japan, and then Europe. Yeah. 
And, like, Mexico was, like, even farther down the list from there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is pretty good. And for it to surpass the Avengers, which is, like, the one of the biggest movies of all time, yeah. is a big deal. Yeah. Now. I mean, uh, until Justice League comes out. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got to look at them numbers. <laughs> Next week, we'll have them numbers up and ready We'll have for that me. review. That's Next right. Next week. Review, numbers, It's going to be a everything. bitch for me to watch, too. I'm, like, busy all week. I'm going to, like, I am sneak also out. busy. I have to work Saturday, so I'm just like, God, I don't know when I'm going to see this. Uh, we'll make it work. Yeah. Uh, so that's all my news. While we're on the Justice League train, yeah. JT, we got a big episode next week. Yeah. Not, not to not to spoil it for our end of the show talk. Of course. But we are doing an Imperious Rex crossover episode. Okay. With So how are we doing that? GHD. GHD is going to be on the show. And then yeah. as we do the actual Justice League review, we're oh, going to record it. Gotcha. And then he's going to edit it together for the uh, Imperious Rex gotcha. so the, YouTube show. You can get some behind-the-scenes listening. That's right. If you listen to us, you get to hear the you get full app. Full, you get the full tr- full review. That's right. Unadulterated, uncensored. That's right. It won't be censored. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, you'll you'll get to see probably the progression of our intoxication. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's next week, and watch for it to drop on YouTube. Uh, I don't know soon afterwards. Awesome. Check that out. Sweet, I'm gonna be on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm also gonna yeah, like you've never been on it yet. Uh, so yeah, but we'll plug that later on the show one as well. Four. That's sure. that's all I got, JT. Fantastic. Well. uh... Yeah, uh, yeah. I pulled. I I found the the leaked uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Did you want to hear it for Justice League? Uh, sure. Uh, it's coming in at a whopping forty eight percent. Oh shit! <laughs> That's even lower than I thought. <laughs> All right. God. So damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you did it in such a dad tone, dude. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> God, I was trying to like stay away from him, but you had my curiosity on the hook, and it just let me down. I heard. Well, from what I've heard so far, it's definitely a uh, it's a step up from BVS. Yeah, like I even heard like Superman ha- is really good in it. Yeah, I uh. I was I'm I've been careful to be on Twitter these last few days yeah because there have been advanced showings of it mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I did see some advanced tweets for a kind of reviews for it because there's like an embargo on it or whatever yeah but uh, I've seen mixed mixed results of the uh, of people watching it oh I've seen shit ton of mixed stuff yeah. like the the thing that i go to that cycles through like all my news that i like pretty much get all my news from anytime i come across a justice league review like one is like it was okay and then one's like oh it was amazing another one's like oh it was terrible it was yeah. like jesus yeah like no one's nailing down like a, a full-out opinion it's just all over the board right and with as mm. much like trouble as this movie has been through yeah to like even get to theaters if it's fine, I'll be like, that's the best it could ever be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, like, it went through bullshit. Yeah. Like, the different directors and all this production shit, all the reshoots. If it ends up being fine, I'll be like, great, I'll take it. 
Yeah, like I've I even heard like a review where they said that like the combination of Whedon and Snyder is actually like something that you look into in the future because it's like you get Snyder's action with like Whedon's like up close and personal like scenes. Oh, okay. Where it's like, oh wow, yeah, that's actually a would be a decent idea. <laughs> right on. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it turns. Like out. make have like. Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder make their own version of a, of the same movie with the same <laughs> script and then just edit it where it needs to be edited. That'd be wild. Which would be a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah, would. Like, a studio making the same movie twice with two different directors. Well, I've heard that this movie already costs a shit ton of movie to make. Close to $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, yeah. But more on that next week. We don't want to yeah. jam you up with all this GL oh, yeah. news. Yeah. Uh, Danny McBride's Halloween. Mm-hmm. He did an interview talking about the timeline and where it fits. And uh, he said it's pretty much pulling like a Superman Returns where it's okay. supposed to take place right after Halloween 2. Okay. Season of the Witch doesn't happen. It's, I no. guess it still could happen because it's unrelated. T- yeah, technically it's like an alternate timeline because it's like... <laughs> That was when like Halloween was trying to do their own thing, where it's like it was like an anthology yeah. series. Yeah, but all right, right on. Yeah, I'd be curious to see it for sure. I don't think I've ever seen Halloween two. Oh God, it is, it is such a departure from Halloween one. Like it's not bad, uh-huh. but it is like it takes you back how where Halloween one was so like, down to earth and just very all about the. Like, the tension of Michael Myers getting closer and closer. Uh-huh. In Halloween 2, they don't give a fuck. Like, it's just, like, people are, like, getting, like, boiled to death and, like, <laughs> fucking, like, hot tubs and, like, this. It all takes place in a hospital. I thought you were going to say hot tub. <laughs> yeah, but no. It's, there's, like, it all there's, takes like, I remember, place in a hot tub. I remember one scene where it was, like, it's some kind of, like, hot tub of some sort and remember someone getting boiled alive in it and like you can like watch their like eyes falling out and like their skin oh. falling off and shit like it's like there's some gross bloody kills in Halloween too where it's like what happened to like just Michael Myers stalking people now he's just like you're watching like perform like lobotomies on people with a fucking steak knife sure uh, you listen I'm assuming you listen to the crack movie podcast about Halloween Yes. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did. Yeah, they made fun of it. And it, it all holds up, too. Like, <laughs> Michael Myers is so weird in it. Like, even, like, the fact that he spends half the movie following them in a car. Like, <laughs> yeah. thinking Michael Myers driving a car is so weird. Yeah, yeah. They're like, that's the last time you ever see a slasher driving around in a station wagon. Yeah. Because it's so weird to see people drive. Yeah. Well, you came, didn't you, like, come with me when we watched it in that film class? I never, I know, I didn't see Halloween. The only one I saw was Psycho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we watched Halloween, and I was like, I was like expecting it to be like a slasher film, and it was like, it's very low key. Like it's not a bad movie, but there's some stuff in there where it's like, yeah, this is probably like the first slasher film because there's so many things where, like, if it were made like a couple years like later than this, it'd be like, I don't think they'd have Michael Myers driving a car for 30 minutes. <laughs> like he's driving. It's not even like a cool car. It's like a station wagon. <laughs> he's driving it around fucking, fucking a small town. Like, like just like stalking, uh, fucking Jamie Lee Curtis. You're like, 
I can't see Michael Myers. <laughs> and then he stands by a bush for like the, for like another half hour. Like he doesn't do shit for like an hour. I haven't seen that first one in forever. Yeah. But I know I've seen that one. <laughs> like he doesn't do shit for an hour. And then he just kills people in like the last half hour. Oh, like, man. The first hour he spends driving a station wagon and standing by a bush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> should go back and revisit it. <laughs> Uh, but um, uh, got some news on Mario okay the Nintendo Mario okay I guess Nintendo's in talks with Illumination oh animation to make a Mario animated film same people that brought you the Minions yes (laughs) (laughs) which uh, that'd be okay I guess I'm surprised I'm really surprised they haven't done like a, a feature like that ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I I, I know they made the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> but I'm like like an animated feature with yeah, Nintendo like licensed characters. Yeah. Seems like a no-brainer to me. I know. Yeah, it feels especially with like how good animation is nowadays. Yeah. Like I'm sure it'd be... You could almost make it look exactly like the actual game. Right. Like how right. it's played now. Because I've heard Super Mario Odyssey is fantastic. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've like, seen like, nothing but perfect reviews for it. I've heard almost everything from the Switch. Like their AAA titles that are coming out for it anyway. Yeah. Are great. I know. Like the Zelda game that came with it. Like Breath of the Wild, I think it was. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. And the Mario game is great, and there's something else that came out for it that is, like, awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of want to switch. I know. I'm I'm thinking of, like, pulling a Homer Simpson on uh, Molly Pop and just, like, buying her a switch for her birthday <laughs> or Christmas. <laughs> just being like, uh, hey, well, I know you're going to play it, but, I mean, you kind of live in the same house as me, so I guess I'll play it, too. <laughs> well, I guess if it's here, I'll, I'll dabble with it, I guess. I mean, it's yours, but I mean, it's in, that, it's in the same house as me. I guess I'll play it, too. <laughs> we got to watch out, though, because Nintendo does a fucking thing where they take the entire month of December off. And so they don't produce anything. So, like, they'll be out of stock of Switches. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so you... I'm hoping I'm hoping I can like jump in on a because I'm planning on doing Black Friday this year. I'm gonna see if I can get like a really good deal on one. Right on. Cause I think it's down to three hundred now, isn't it? I have Switch? not a clue. <laughs> not a clue. But yeah, there's when the Wii came out. I went to go buy Chelsea Danger a Wii for Christmas. I believe it was Christmas or a birthday. You know what? They might take January off, so you might be safe, JT. But anyway, uh, yeah, I yeah, went to go... I don't can't see them taking December. December would be, like, their biggest year to sell shit. Yeah, I I think it might be January, because I was trying to buy something for her birthday, a Wii, and then they weren't anywhere, because her <laughs> birthday's the 2nd of February, if anyone's looking to buy C. Danger a gift for her birthday. There you go. Put her Amazon list on there. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so I went to the, every store in the area to try to find a Wii, and everybody was sold out. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And there's some guy at, like, GameStop that was like, yeah, just you like, know. Uh, you know. Nintendo doesn't make anything in January. Nintendo doesn't make anything, bro. I'm like, that's not real. And then I looked it up, and it's real. And I'm like, god damn it. 
You fucking idiot. Stupid Nintendo. <sighs> fucking idiot. Why is but you don't fucking learn Nintendo's on my anything in January? What a fucking idiot. <laughs> like you're sixteen, shut up. Do you wanna <laughs> Do you want a Dreamcast? Dreamcast. Oh the system that got away. <laughs> Get that beer. Getting that beer, bro. Um Troy, Hulu. Speaking of video games, look out! Speaking of video games, Hulu apparently is in the process of developing a Hitman TV series. Oh boy! Based on Agent Forty Seven himself, and I guess the creators of John Wick are behind it. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So, uh, decided to go back to that well, <laughs> that Hitman well. That's oh done. yeah. The Gang one that's busters. been doing so well <laughs> lately. Huh. Okay. <laughs> you know, Hulu didn't save it, but yeah. the guys who made John Wick are saving it for me. Yeah, I can see them making a really good. Well, they already do a good assassin. Yeah. Series. It's like even though you play as Agent Forty Seven in the games, that's fine. You get to learn about more about him. But, like, following him in a movie is not so fun. Yeah. Like, he's kind of just boring. Like, he's made to be bland. Yeah, because you can see yourself in his shoes. Like, you can make up whatever backstory you want to about him because he's you. Yeah. You're just doing these random assassin missions. So, I don't know. Maybe it'd be more interesting to, like, focus on, like... A villain, and then like have him being like the looming monster, yeah. you know, that's coming after him. That would be kind mm. of interesting. Yeah, Cause that's what I thought. Like that latest Hitman was gonna be, uh huh. But then it ended up being like the twist was like he was the hero all along or some shit. <laughs> I d- I didn't even see it. Did you uh, see it? I didn't see it. <laughs> Nobody saw it. Yeah. Uh. But I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. All right. I don't know. I still since we're still on the video game track, I saw that they put up like the entire season of like that Hitman like series that they had for a while. They did. Have I almost kind of want. Yeah, like they did like a thing where they put out like a like instead of putting out a full fledged Hitman game, they came up with a thing where they did like a season of Hitman where they put out a new level every month. Oh, I thought you were talking about like there was a. A TV show already? Of no, it. no. Like, I, like, uh, yeah. I knew their latest yeah. game came out with like a level a month. I knew that. Yeah. So they put up like the they whole put thing up the of whole it. thing, and I think I think it's like they just put it on sale this past week, and I was like, oh shit, I kind of want to get it. Yeah. Like I'm hoping they have those levels where you can like kill Gary Busey and stuff too. Ah. Oh. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty great. Hitman's Hitman's an awesome game. It is fun. I think the one I played was Blood Money. Was that the one where like you do that mission in an opera house? Yeah. Where you can like give like a real gun to like the stage actor and he like shoots them on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you can get up into the rafters and drop just chandelier on them or something. Yeah. God. Hitman is fun. Yeah. And then the, I think like Hitman Contracts was the one. For PS3, 
I didn't, anyway, I have that one, and I beat that one like not that long ago. Yeah, I think I beat it while I was on uh, paternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> but that anyway, that's really good too. Shut up, that baby! I gotta kill this guy. <laughs> Shut up, baby! Um, Troy. Apparently, there was a website that put up a poll about which is the greatest James Bond film, and put all every single James Bond film in the poll. Okay. Which one do you think won? Oh my goodness. Um. I don't know, Goldeneye. It was actually Casino Royale. Really? One for the number one James Bond film of all time. Which one do you think got the lowest rate rating? Got last place. Uh, Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Die Another Day. Really? Yeah. Okay. The one where... He drives an invisible car. <laughs> Is that the one with Halle Berry in yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, God. Where there's a party in an ice palace. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. <laughs> no good. Yeah, I can see that being the lowest one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um... So, yeah, those, that's the, uh, the, the best and worst James Bond film, according to this website. All right. What website was it? Um, RankJamesBond.com? <laughs> I think it's called Rankers. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Right on. Um, going back on that Justice League train, Troy. Man, you can't stop talking about Ben that Affleck is really wanting to get away from Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like saw even, some of this. Yeah, like, uh, they even, like, asked him about it, and he's like, they're just looking for a, a graceful way for the character to exit. Oh. Like, he's just brought it up. And they're like, <laughs> sounds like you really want to get the fuck away from this. <laughs> and um, I, I guess they heard like a review for like Justice League where they talked about like how uh, they pretty much portray Batman as like old and like looking like he can't keep up with everybody too. Ugh. Like they're like he they're really God. trying to push for Ben Affleck to like leave. God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What are you doing? I don't know, man. I really liked Ben Affleck as... I thought he was a good choice for Batman. Yeah. yeah and I, I liked like too. And I liked that they went like, oh, he's been Batman for a while. I didn't like their take on him yeah. so much. Mm -hmm. I thought those were poor decisions, but I guess that makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, I've been Batman for 30 years. Yeah. Now all these other superheroes are coming and they're better than me. Yeah. Because I'm like, old. <laughs> so, like, um... I'll bring it up in my what we've been watching late, later, but me and Molly Pop, she she never saw Watchmen, so I showed oh, her really? Watchmen the other day, and I thought, you know what would have been a really cool opening to BVS if they did like a Watchmen esque type opening credit scene where you just like get introduced to like Batman Batman through the years. Oh yeah, like so then you can actually catch up to like the character, and then it would actually make sense that he's like. Not really giving a fuck if criminals die and stuff. Yeah. Like, you're seeing, like, him slowly degrade from, like, the upstanding, wanting to protect Gotham to now he's, like, this decrepit old, not, like, doesn't believe in, like, humanity anymore type. Yeah. Like, you actually feel like you were, even though if it's, like, 
very much rushed. Like, you still feel like you're on that journey with him. Yeah. Even if they did, like, a standalone Batman movie and Affleck is still in it. If they did that one for their next Batman movie and then, like, Affleck is maybe out. Like, and they just kind of showed, like, all the stories you didn't see which led him up to here. That would be cool. I would take it then, too. Because, like, in retrospect, it might make things make more sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or soften at least a blow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can be like the Saw 4 of BBS where it's like, that made Saw 3 a little better. I mean, not a lot better, but yeah. a little better. Yeah, like I can look back on it being now and be like, you know what? Not as terrible. <laughs> uh, the writer for Jurassic World, Derek Conley, uh-huh. I guess is in the process of writing a script for a film about Metal Gear Solid. Oh, boy. There's a, I have a lot of video game movie news. <laughs> yes, you do. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm just now realizing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Metal Gear Solid. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah, I'd be for it. Especially not... God, I hate harping on it all the time, but Metal Gear Solid Five is so fun. Jesus. <laughs> it is. It's like you and my brothers are all shoving it up my ass. That's good. Like, I even, like, uh, like I was even looking forward to, like, what the free game for PS Plus was going to be this week, this month, and it sucked. And I'm like, I don't care, because I'm really still kind of into <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, I have no idea what's going on, like, none of the lore or anything, uh-huh. but it's still, like, so fun. Did you play, well, I think Metal Gear Solid, f- does it? Are you Big Boss in that, or are you Snake? You're Snake. Okay. But you're Snake, but they talk about you getting the rank of Big Boss. What? I don't know. You're taking on, like, some... What time What time does it take place? 84? In the 80s? Yeah. So you might be actually Big Boss instead of Snake. They call you Snake. That might have been his code name before he turns into Big Boss. Gotcha. Because you have one arm. I don't know, man. It's so convoluted. I know. Fucking, (laughs) all the games are out of order. Yeah, you've kept trying to explain, like, all of the lore of Metal Gear to me, and I still don't get it. God. Okay, when I play... I know the main villain in 5 is, like, some weird skull face guy with a Zorro mask. That doesn't do it. I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Like, just explaining the lore of just Snake and Big Boss is enough to make you go insane. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> all the games are out of order, except for, like, 1 and 2 are sequential. Yeah. And then... Then 3 is a prequel, where you play as Big Boss... And then four is a far off sequel where you're old snake. And then five sounds like your big boss, right? Or your snake as you turn into big boss before you become the enemy in Metal Gear, which yeah, is like an old S- Super Nintendo game. Yeah, because Ocelot is like on your side and he's like super young. Like he has like a baby face in this. Because I remember Ocelot from when I was remember watching you play, like, Metal Gear Solid on, like, PlayStation. Like, yeah. Ocelot was, like, that fucker that was really good with a 
revolver that right. will just always kill you all the time. He had a ponytail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he's in this, but he's like super young and he's like giving you advice. And I'm like, I thought I was Snake because they keep calling me Snake. <laughs> he's young in Metal Gear Solid 3 too, but he's like really young and inexperienced. And he yeah. makes cat noises. Why does my cat noises in this? Well, that's good. He but does like, in three. Like he's his... very young, but he looks like he knows what he's talking about. Like he's the one that kind of like gives you the advice, gives you advice and shit. Okay. Like in <laughs> Middle Gear Three, he's like part of like a special militia, and to for it when he calls in like his squad, he goes. <laughs> Oh my god. Even though I talk I'm talking a ton of shit about Metal Gear 3, it's probably my favorite one. <laughs> Metal Gear 3 is really good. Is that the one where you're like in like a jungle or something? Yeah, Snake Eater. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, it's so Snake good. Snake Eater. So good. <laughs> Metal Gear 4 is up its own ass with its own continuity. Yeah. It's like uh Hideo Kojima just got Fucking way too big a head, and he's like, I can do whatever I want. Dude, Hideo Kojima is up his own ass. Every every level has credits that always end with written and created by Hideo Kojima. <laughs> every level! <clears throat> yeah. He, I guess he always wanted to go into movies or something, but he got into video games in, instead. Yeah. So every video game that came out with his name on it just gotten more and more and more cinematic. Where when you play four, you might as well just put the controller down and watch it. Because, like, there is, like, literally, I think, 20 minutes of gameplay in yeah. that six-hour game. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, I don't think Metal Gear Solid 4 is all that good. And my brothers and everybody says it's a great game, but it is all up its own ass. And you hardly play shit from it. Yeah. But no, Metal Gear Solid 5 is... Just for the aspect that, a, like, a lot of the gameplay revolves around you, like, capturing people and bringing them back to your base and then turning them. Uh-huh. So that, like, you're, like, like, everyone has, like, different skills that you capture. But, like, the more people you capture, like, the more uh, stuff that gets added to your, like, R&D that you can develop. Like, weapons and shit like that. Uh-huh. And it's really cool. Good deal. <clears throat> Like even prisoners, like if you get like if you like rescue prisoners, there's like some that are like super skilled where it's like now you can get a sniper rifle. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun. It's hella fun. You got more video game news. I got some news on Mother! A mother! I got on its uh <laughs> Blu-ray release uh-huh. date. Come it'll be out in December. I think it's December fifteenth. Oh my word. Let me make sure the date. Yeah, no, it'll be before. Wrong. December 19th. All right. Sweet deal. So there you go. Now on December 19th, you can own Mother. Check it out before the end of the year. There you go. Your... Maybe maybe add it to your repertoire before That's right. we do our end of the year. I already have a list down of what I have picked so far. My God. You're way too more. You're way prepared. Yeah, well, I get bored at work. So. I got it. <laughs> um... Back on that Justice League train, Wonder Woman oh my 2. God. Yes. Wonder Woman 2, Gal Gadot. Yep. Saying that she would pull out of Wonder Woman 2 if Brett Ratner was still a producer. Oh my God. Was and he I, a producer of the first one? Yeah. I think he works for uh, Warner Brothers. Oh. So, I didn't know uh, he's just a producer of all that stuff. Yeah. 
But I guess he has, yeah, but he's been pulled, I guess he's been pulled right by, as of now. I think I read that somewhere. Because he's joined the boys club. <clears throat> yeah, he's in the boys club. <laughs> a few more people got added to the boys club. <laughs> I don't want to really dwell on it too much, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just adding new members every goddamn week. That club, just getting <clears throat> to be a, a uh, I should charge admission. Yeah. For that club. Jesus Christ. At least pay fines. <laughs> uh, Creed 2 set to be released in November 2018. Okay. Did you see like a poster they have made up for it? Uh-uh. Someone made up a poster for it and it looks badass as fuck. A fan Cause poster? They got, yeah, because they got somebody already to play uh, Ivan Drago's son. And like they made it up where like... They made it up where it's his likeness, but they made him up to look exactly like Ivan Drago, and it's like, fuck, that looks badass as fuck. <laughs> and it's like, it's like Creed 2, and then like they made the tagline, like, if he dies, he dies, dot, 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 again. Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm kind of pumped to see Creed 2 now. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, because it's like Michael B. Jordan just like staying, like, being dwarfed by this like giant Ivan Drago looking guy, God. where you're like... <laughs> yeah um let me see uh i guess the they came out with the the disney streaming service will be less than netflix i heard that i think they're aiming for like what hulu is 8.99 i think or 7.99 yeah, 7.99 all right that's okay yeah i would be into that I want to see what all of the Disney app has in store. I mean, with a daughter, I feel like it should be a, a decent thing to get. And if it's staying at seven ninety nine, that's not like a huge investment. Yeah. I mean, I guarantee they'll do like start off that cheap and then they'll eventually raise their price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, everything does that. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Could you imagine if they dropped it at like four ninety nine? Man, God, I know. <laughs> everyone, Especially if they have everyone like, would. If they have like get every it. classic Disney film, I would just. Oh, yeah, man. Cream jeans. It's <laughs> <laughs> gross as fuck. <laughs> just talking about cartoons. Um. Troy HBO. Yeah, the home box office. Home box office. I yes. guess starting. January 1st, 2018, they will be hosting every Harry Potter film. So you can follow oh. it from the beginning. All right. Without having to buy all of them. Well, I already did. It's true. So. For all those listeners out them. there that have not seen them all, you can watch them starting January 1st, 2018 on HBO. If you have HBO Go or HBO Now. There you go. Or just HBO if you have cable <clears> still for whatever reason. Uh, Troy, I know you've brought up the Umbrella Academy yeah. on here. You said that you're a fan of it? Big fan. Big fan. It's a good big fan. Big fan. Well, I guess uh, Netflix is mm-hmm. going to put out a show Yes. based on the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. And it will star Ellen Page. I heard this. Yes. Uh, she's going to be playing the character in the first arc, uh, the White Violin. Ooh. Yes, it's quite an interesting story. Really? Uh, the Umbrella Academy is made by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance, and it's illustrated by Gabriel Ba, I think. 
It's right here. Ah! Ah! Yes, it is! Ah! Anyway, Ellen Page is going to play this character. Ooh, sweet boobs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's about these group of kids that were all born on the same day and ended up having, like, magic powers. And they're all completely different. And the one who plays the... Uh, eventually becomes the white violin is a, is a person that originally had no powers. Really? Yeah, so hers are... Uh, I think artificially placed in her by someone. I haven't read this in a while, but uh, she's extremely powerful once that happens. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting story. I want to see how Netflix does that because there's some characters in this that can only be CGI. <laughs> like there's one like uh, Space Boy has the body of a gorilla and the head of a man. And with a jetpack and stuff. And it looks completely ridiculous, but it looks so great. I'm trying to find a picture of Space Boy for you. Yeah, see? Look at this. Look at this guy. I love it. Yeah, right? And he lives on the moon for he a bit. He lives on the moon! <laughs> uh, Troy, have you heard of the comic time travel series comeback <clears throat> no i have not okay well um i guess the creator of the movie colossal nacho okay. vigilando is going to be making it into i think a series or a movie anyways i was reading up a little bit on it and it <clears throat> you know it's a movie for sony and um I guess uh, Robert Kirkman's going to be producing it also. Hmm. And uh, I guess it's like, uh, I was like reading up on it. It sounds pretty interesting. It's like a team of like time travelers that get like framed for something. So they're like being chased through like time by people. Okay. Is this uh, an Amazon? uh, No, it's it's going to be like a full fledged movie. Like I think Sony's producing it. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know with Kirkman going to Amazon, bringing all of his stuff there, if this was going to kick off that kind of stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, they're like missions. That, they're like uh, these two agents that like go through time to like perform these missions, and then one of them goes wrong, and then they get chased by their own employees th- like throughout the country and through time itself. Cool. So... Sounds pretty interesting. I'm I like for time it. travel. I love me some time travel. Mm-hmm. Love me some time travel. Uh, for some reason, I have like a shit ton of stories about Louis C.K. raping people. <laughs> um, join that club. He did join the club. <laughs> uh, last bit of news, Troy. The boys got picked up on Amazon for eight episodes. All right. The boys. The boys. <clears throat> Sweet deal. So curious to see how they play that out. Me too. Amazon, you said? Yes. Very good. Decent. <laughs> decent uh, program to be on. A decent program. <laughs> the Boys is a bit uh, over the top. Do you know about The Boys, JT? You told me about like the weird orgy ah, yeah. that I was... <laughs> <laughs> the Boys is about a group of government agents that... Uh, are, keep superheroes in check. Yeah, that's exactly right. And 
So if all the superheroes get out of line, they go and put them back in line. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. It's written by the same guy who wrote Preacher, Garth Ennis. Uh, I don't think it's as good as Preacher at all, but I have all of it. <laughs> so it starts really great. And there's a character based off Simon Pegg in it. Looks as well. exactly like Simon Pegg. Yeah. His name is Baby Huey. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe once I finish Walking Dead, which will be probably in another four years, <laughs> I will look into it. All right. Sweet deal. Tell me how you like it. Yeah. I'll see if I finish it, but I got halfway through it, and I'm like, some, this is just offensive at some points. You know how much I love offensive, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet deal. The boys. That's right. The boys. The boys. <laughs> it's done. Perfect. <laughs> JT, what do you got for trailers this week? I only have one. You have one? Yeah. Is it the one? Yeah. Like, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got, I think, three. Get out of here. I'm good at... I keep looking out for trailers. I scoured the Hot Movie Trailers channel on YouTube and Netflix and couldn't find anything I thought that was noteworthy in the last week. Okay, well... Go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, the first trailer I've got, Troy, is for a movie called Hostiles mm-hmm. with Christian Bale. Looks like it's going to be one of those movies that aims for an Oscar buzz. Sure. This year. Is that the one? He's got a mustache? Yeah. Great. And it's a Western. Oh, look out. And uh, Christian Bale plays, I think it's like a, he plays like a general that's like uh, put in charge of making sure that this. Indian chief gets back to his homeland. Okay. Where pretty much everyone around him just fucking hates Indians. Okay. So it's pretty much like a trying to keep the peace while everyone's just being like, why don't we just fucking kill this guy? Right on. It looks pretty good. From what I've like heard from people that have already seen it, like I heard it's like violent as fuck too. Okay. So I'm curious to see it. Plus Christian Bale can be pretty fucking intense in movies like this, so Yeah. I'm I'm for it. He's the a, trailer looks pretty good. He's a bit of an intense fella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking dumb professionals. <laughs> good for you. I'm gonna kick your fucking ass. <laughs> uh, the other one I saw for Troy is a uh, action comedy called Game Night. Oh, <clears throat> I don't know is that already out? No, it... They, oh, wait, uh, I think I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, they Never put a mind. trailer out for it, I think, just like this past week. And it's got Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams in it. Uh-huh. And it looks like a really fun premise. Like, it's like a bunch of couples get together for a game night at a friend's house. And he talks about how he's going to put them on this, like, wild goose, cho- goose chase or whatever. Uh-huh. And then uh, people break in and, like, nab him. And it's kind of up in the air whether or not it was that was real or not. Okay. And it looks like the whole movie throughout is them going throughout this game that he set up and they it's really hard to tell what about it is fake and if they're actually like floating into some like real crime territory. Okay. Like it looks pretty interesting. And there's looks like there's some pretty funny moments in it too. All right. All right. Yeah. Like there's like a scene where like Jason Bateman gets shot and all they have is, like, a bottle of wine and a dog squeaky toy. So, like, it's Rachel McAdams pouring wine in his arm while he's like, 
<laughs> like, like chewing on it. But no, it looks it looks good. All I, right, I, I think I'm, I might want to check this out when it comes out. All right, all right, and uh, I'll leave the big one for you, Troy. My goodness, well, thank you so much. Uh, the big one being the Deadpool two teaser trailer dropped yep. in our laps today. Hot in our groins. Uh, yep. Did a little spoof on Bob Ross. Yeah. Fantastic spoof it was on Bob Ross. Great. <laughs> the, keep this marketing campaign going. Oh, it's if it's any so goddamn if it's good. Just as good as the uh, first one. Excuse me, everybody. Gotta go beat off again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it was great. The spoof on the Bob Ross thing was great. Uh, mannerisms down completely <laughs> even the way he said white <laughs> like he keeps talking about white and then he's like i love cocaine i'm gonna mix a little bit of this yellow snow with some betty white <laughs> <laughs> so good all right i'm gonna beat this off <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, they show a little uh, fast clips of what some action looks like. Yeah. Negasonic Teenage Warhead showing back up. Yeah. Supporting a new hairdo. Looks like Cable like almost runs through a car at yeah. one point. <laughs> uh, see a, a little quick peek of Domino in it. Just a quick peek. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. You don't get to see too much. Yeah. Which is good. Just enough. Keep that just, just the the good palette. hype train. Wet it, wet it the palate. Yeah, keep that good hype train of good uh of 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 just Ryan Reynolds doing his thing to get people coming in to see it without ruining the movie. Yeah, it, it it's a perfect tra- teaser because I was like, I don't even care if the movie sucks. Just the fact that you're <laughs> just spoofing Bob Ross <laughs> makes me want to go in and see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just keep it going. Keep that hype train yeah. going. Hells yeah. Uh, yeah, but that's it. Deadpool teaser trailer. Check it out. Do it to it. Do it to it. Well, there you go. That's all the trailers, I believe, Troy. Mm-hmm. Which leaves us on to our review review tournament of random movies. <laughs> that's right. Last week we had... For getting Sarah Marshall and back to school, going yes. head to head, though we sang the praises of back to school <laughs> more than once, yeah, it could not no. battle the juggernaut that was forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, could it not. was so close too. There was yeah. like two or three days there where they were tied. Yep, neck and neck, neck and neck, and then that forgetting Sarah Marshall just got. Toppled. Yeah, yeah. It, it toppled back it to school. Beat the piss out of Rodney Dangerfield. It was quite a roller coaster ride of emotion. It was. I'll tell you what. I know. This is like the most time I've like retweeted the poll just to get more people to vote for back to school, <laughs> but it's got more votes for, for getting Sarah Marshall. I'm like, damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Every time you retweeted it, too, uh, I opened it up and you're like, can I vote again? Damn it. Yeah, no, what? I can't. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. But, uh, so there you go. We're getting Sarah Marshall moving on. Mm-hmm. So we will see if it advances later. 
Great. What do we got? Coming up for, for this week. This week, Troy, I did put... Did you see the clue that I put out this week? I missed the clue. The clue that I put out... I might need to look it up. Because it was a while ago since I made it, and I don't know. Like Maybe I got high before then. <laughs> um, yeah, the clue I put out this week, which makes the... It, the fact that it's 240 characters makes the clues a lot easier to type out, too. <laughs> um... Yes, the clue for this week. Uh, it involve it also involves two comedies. Okay. The first one involves one of the cast members from a recently reviewed The Fifth Element. Okay. Playing the spawn of Satan. Okay. And the other one involves someone who played a satanic comic book character paying homage to a 70s style film. Uh, and I, I, I do have the taglines too, Troy. Okay. If you want, if you want those, do you I, think you got it, or do you want me to give the taglines? Give me the taglines, cause I, I'm not sure if I got them. Okay. The tagline for the first one is, uh, "He's never been to Earth. He's never been even been over to some other dude's house." I don't know. I'm drawing a fucking blank. <laughs> I can't think of it. Okay, uh, I'll lay out the first one for you then. Okay. So the clue for it was the a cast member from The Fifth Element plays the spawn of Satan. Uh-huh. That is, of course, Tiny Lister, who played the spawn of Satan in a 2000 movie, Little Nicky. Okay. All right. <laughs> I was going to say Little Nicky, but I, for whatever reason, I was getting thrown off because I was like, Adam Sandler wasn't in Fifth Element. I was trying to I was trying to make these a little harder, so it's not like completely obvious. Like the well, that's all right. Okay, that's all right. Okay, all right. Um, the tagline for the other one, where a where a, someone who portrayed a satanic comic book character pays homage to a '70s style film. The tagline is, "He's super bad. He's out of sight. He's dot dot dot." Uh, from 2009. 2009. Fuck. <laughs> Is it? No, I don't know. It's, a... it's Black Dynamite. Black Dynamite. Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> I already know what's got my vote. <laughs> if Black Dynamite doesn't win this, when this fucking... showed up, when it showed up, I was like, Troy's gonna fucking love this. <laughs> Black Dynamite doesn't win this week. I will be pissed, and I will write into this show with an angry letter. <laughs> into our own show with an angry letter. <laughs> I might just watch it and review it next week instead of Justice League out of spite. But you get the clue, though, right? Because Michael Jai White played Spawn. Yes. Now I get it. Okay. Now that you laid it out for me. Good. <sighs> if so there Black you go. Dynamite does not win. <laughs> There you go. I will our... be upset with our listening community. <laughs> we have the two films competing this week are Little Nicky and Black Dynamite. You gotta be fucking kidding me if Little Nicky wins. <laughs> Little Nicky is a shit movie. Dude, I remember loving Little Nicky when I was a kid, too. <laughs> Ugh, I never got into Little Nicky, oh, ever. Oh, man. Uh, for some reason, like, thinking back on it, 
Like, one of the things that, like, makes me laugh so much about it was that the one thing that they thought that was the most evil was forcing the Harlem Globetrotters to lose a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, so this was, like, at the very tail end of, like, Adam Sandler's, like, height of popularity. Yeah. And, like, so when this movie came out, I think I thought that I should like it. But yeah. for what I was... I knew. Oh no! Little Nikki alone is a fucking annoying ass character. Yeah, and I was just like, I think I should like this, but I just can't like it. Yeah, I liked all those other ones, I think, but why don't I like this? No, I this is like yeah. It. This is like back when I loved terrible movies, though, too. Ugh. Like I loved Little Nikki, and I think this was like back when I was like still liked Corky Romano. Like oh, I loved. My- God. I loved a ba- a lot of shitty comedies. Why are we friends? What I, dude, this? I went through like a phase where I just loved shitty comedies. God. But damn. that Harlem Globetrotters scene in Little Nicky is hilarious. <laughs> like the announcer is like, "How could the ref do such a terrible thing?" And like he just like Dana Carvey playing the ref's like, "Who gives a shit?" <laughs> and like they just show a bunch of kids crying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Dana uh, Carvey as the evil ref during the Harlem Globetrotters game is probably the best part of the whole movie. I can't remember anything about Little Nicky except that uh, one of the guys has tits on his head. <laughs> That's right! <laughs> Kevin Nealon playing a demon with tits on his head. <laughs> and then, like, they shove pineapples up Hitler's ass. That's true. Yeah. That's all I can remember. <laughs> God damn it. So there you go. Little Nicky or Black Dynamite for next week. Please, listeners, <laughs> please don't just spite me on this and pick Little Nicky. <laughs> please, please vote with your hearts and pick pick Black Dynamite for all that is for all that is good and holy. Please. <laughs> oh man! So there you go. Your Troy's vo- voice has been heard. He, he will le- legit find out how you people feel about him based on this voting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if people, if all of our listeners just hate you altogether, <laughs> you'll know. God. All right. All right. So there you go. There is our setup for next week, which brings us to... Mm-hmm. The main event. The top of the hour. The hot topic of the evening. Our Punisher retrospective of the three full-length feature films. Doing a big threefer tonight. That's right. In prep for the Punisher coming out on Netflix. Yes. Next, this, this, this coming this Friday. Jesus coming Christ. Friday. Uh... Starting with JT, October 5th, 1989, in West Germany. This came out in West Germany? This movie only had a European release. What? (laughs) It debuted in the USA, April 25th. 1991. Oh shit! Almost two full years later, at a comic con 
that also debuted the Flash series starring John Wesley Shipp and, uh, oh shit, there was some Japanese live action series, Ultraman or something like that, that debuted at like a Los Angeles Comic Con in 1991. That's the only release that it ever had in America. Like, I know... Like, I know, like, this Punisher came out around the time when, like, they were just making a bunch of, like, real shitty, uh... They are making a bunch of real shitty Marvel films. Like, this came out, and, uh... This is when they were trying to get make that Fantastic Four that never got released. Yeah. And, uh, that really shitty Captain America where they had, like, the prosthetic ears on the helmet. Yeah. Funny story. The first time I ever saw this movie is the first time I ever saw that Captain America movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> Me and our friend Duke Sodium, or Duke Insert Element here. Yeah. We went to Lion Video and rented the Punisher and that Captain America movie, and we had the worst time. <laughs> Because that Captain America movie is the worst movie. It is so bad. I've heard nothing but terrible things about it. Like, it, you, it, you could watch any movie. Like, you could watch Captain America Civil War <laughs> and then watch that Captain America movie from, like, the early 90s and be have a bad day. <laughs> it is... It, it doesn't matter what you watch to clean the palate. You're always just going to still remember that fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. October 5th, 1989 in West Germany. Yes. The Punisher was released. Uh, Fantastic. With a budget of $9 million. Really? Its gross was $533,411. <laughs> Terrible. Pretty bad. Opening. Just over a half million dollars. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 28%. IMDb has it at a 5.7 out of 10. And FilmWeb has it at a 6.8 out of 10. Yes. Uh, JT, what's a brief synopsis of the 89 Punisher movie starring Um... Dolph Lundgren and Louis Gossett Jr.? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we are... (laughs) I think uh, we follow Frank Castle, and it's been five years that he's been the Punisher, I think they say it is. I think it's five years. I don't remember. That may be I think it's like five, yeah, he's been the Punisher for like five years, and he's pretty much completely killed off like every major member of this crime family in this town that he lives in, so much so that the Yakuza have been uh, watching from a distance and being like, hey, I think... This is around the time that we should start taking over now. Uh, so they move in. And to make sure that the mob bosses cooperate to start kidnapping their children, which kind of puts Frank Castle in a tight situation because uh, the fact like the way he became the Punisher was at losing his ch- ch- child. Uh-huh. So will he stick to his ideals of killing off the crime bosses or will he show pity? And actually help them get their children back. Which, in all honesty, that's a really fucking cool premise. It's a very complicated story that is hard to pull off. Yeah. And I don't think this movie does. It doesn't, but there's a lot of... I feel like the person that wrote this 
it was really smart. The person that directed it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, yes. But there's a lot of really cool stuff in here. And like this, out of the three that we're going to talk to, talk about, spoiler alert, this is my favorite ending out of the three. This is like the most Punisher-esque, the most like Punisher, like staying true to the Punisher character. This is the best ending, I think. Like it doesn't okay. end with it doesn't end with him being like the badass where it's like yeah killing all those people was totally worth it like you actually kind of leave the ending of this movie being like I don't think the Punisher's a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah I could see your point on that yeah because I I actually really like the ending of this Punisher I I like the ending in theory in this Punisher movie it the one thing about this movie is that it's terribly acted. Ugh. By everyone. Dolph Lundgren is a walking piece of wood. <laughs> like he, they even the makeup job on him, it makes him look like a wax figure. The whole yeah. movie. I think his stubble is also drawn on. Yeah, I, I think it is. Like, cause, uh, yeah, it looks like makeup. Cause it doesn't look like stubble. It looks like his cheeks are sunken in. Yeah. Like the way they draw it on. Yeah. And he talks like this throughout the, the whole, whole movie. No fucking emotion. Get out of my town. That's his tone of voice the whole movie. Doesn't ever yeah. get excited. Even when he's like stabbed or shot, he's just like, uh. <laughs> uh but, yeah, but with how bad Dolph Lundgren is, though, there is some fucking lines. In this movie, that had me rolling. <laughs> I even like sent one to you in our messages back and forth when we were talking about it. Like, just randomly. Like, it feels like this is like the kind of movie where like the extras kind of got overzealous and started like yelling random shit to try and like <laughs> get just like, get themselves out there. Like the the random scene where uh, like uh, like the Punisher like breaks into like this mobster's mansion and just kills everybody. Right. And then blows it up. And then when it blows up, there's a reporter yelling, Did you get that on film? He's like, I can't I got shit on the lens. <laughs> <laughs> like that's an actual conversation being had while you're watching a burning building. <laughs> and speaking of explosions, this at movie loved explosions. This movie loves explosions and it loves scenes where reporters follow people to their cars. <laughs> I cannot count how many times there were uh, reporters following people to their cars scenes. Like even like Lewis Gossett Jr. has the best line where it's like, it's three in the goddamn morning. Got nothing better to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, Lewis Gossett Jr. just showing up to set in the clothes he has from home. I know, he's a goddamn detective and he's wearing like a Detroit Lions, like, fucking, he looks like Axel Foley. Hey, walking on these crime scenes. There's that one scene, like, he's at a crime scene, he's got a leather, like, sports jacket on, I'm like, he, they let him come to work like this? I mean, like, even in real life, they let him come to work like this to be on the set of a movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, and think that's just like, yeah, that's fine. Man, I don't know. Even if Louis Gossett Jr. didn't give a fuck, I still love Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> yeah, me too. He's probably the so best much. part He's of the, the movie. He's the best part of the movie. Just yeah. him just, like, railing off this random shit to, like, that weird tech chick out of nowhere. Oh, she is awful. She's terrible. In this. She's fucking 
<laughs> the shits. <laughs> she is the shits. Yes, she Bad. Is hot liquid garbage <laughs> shits. shits. <laughs> yeah, terrible in this. God, just some of the random, like, uh, the, one, the other scene that made me laugh a lot was, like, uh, fucking that mobster gets off in uh, in court. And uh, they get to the get, they get to his mansion like in the very beginning. They get to his mansion. and He's like, "Hey, any more popular? I could run for office." And everyone starts laughing. And he's like, "Enough jokes!" <laughs> like right away. And they're like, "You're the one that said the joke. <laughs> You're the one trying to be a comedian here, yeah. asshole!" <laughs> like the minute they start laughing at his joke, enough jokes. Like go scan the go scan the <laughs> go scan the place. And then people just start pulling guns out of their fucking coats and start walking around like scanning this area like. What an asshole. Like, he tells the one joke and then yells at him for laughing. What I found really weird about this movie is that they always, like, the news keeps referencing all the bad guys being from a crime family. And I'm like, if they're from a crime family, why don't you just put them away? Like, you know they're doing crimes? <laughs> like, like... They and, can't prove it, Troy. I, I guess they can't put them away for lack of evidence or whatever. Yeah. But they just all—they still always announce these people from, from the crime family, Gandolfini or whatever it was. I don't—I yeah. don't know what it yeah. was, but I'm like, that's an odd way to put that. Yeah. Like even it, like in the uh, 2004 Punisher movie, like Travolta, is part of a crime family. Yeah. But it's not like he's a well-known criminal. Yeah. He's like a rich guy that's doing shit on the side. Yeah, but we'll get a we'll get we'll to get into 20, that. We'll get into that. But like this movie points later. out like the the two movies we're gonna talk about where like he's been <coughs> the Punisher for a while. Yeah. I like those more than like the 2004 one where it's like the origin, like well, the idea of that. Just because like you can almost kind of see how society is forming around this vigilante that's t- clearly doing something terrible. But it's like it's almost making like the people where it's like their job to control that like almost kind of lazy. Hmm. Like I like the idea of that where it's like there's this vigilante out there where it's like he's just as much of a criminal as the people that he's killing. Mm-hmm. But like there's some cops out there where it's like it's making my job easier. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like they kind of do that in Warzone too. Yeah, in Warzone, there's some scenes in Warzone where it's like. They almost kind of like feel like they're like put in a corner where it's like I feel like I have to let him loose because I don't know how to really handle the situation. Yeah, and like I like I like the idea of that where like the society of this town is broken down so much where it's like he's like the police's Hulk where like they don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, so let's set Frank Castle loose and then we'll just look the other way and then if people die they die then we'll walk him like oh fuck. What Punisher? happened here? Frank Castle just struck. God damn it. <laughs> Not again. Shoot. Yeah. Like, especially in Warzone, the police are incompetent as fuck. We'll talk about that <laughs> yeah, later. Yeah, yeah, Um, A fun fact about this movie, JT. All of the fight scenes were choreographed by two karate champions. I They have very foreign names, and I yeah. will butcher them, so I didn't write them down. Yeah. Um, but they were filmed with real contact because the karate champions thought it would be a dishonor to them and their craft if they had to fake it. Really? Yeah. 
So, like, Dolph Lundgren's legit getting his ass kicked? I think so. <laughs> there, yeah, because, like, even though it is a little slower, like, I didn't hate the fight scenes in this. There's some, they do a little back and forth yeah. and stuff. But they're, like, they're not clean. They're no. All the fight scenes are, like, dirty. Yeah. But they're not also, like, really fun to watch for me. Yeah. Um, the, but there's not a whole ton of, like, hand-to-hand combat stuff either. There's a lot of... Near the end, there's that, like, that fight with... There might have been the two choreographers at the end, where they're, like, the two guardsmen. When yeah. they're in that, like, dojo on the upper level of that yeah. place. Yeah. Um, that one was okay. It's just, I don't know, kind of slow. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was made in 89... So, like, things aren't, yeah, like, like, as fast-paced they are yeah, now. Yeah, fight scenes back here are, like... Big... But still, like, Batman 89 came out the same year, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And its fight scenes weren't, like, this slow either. Yeah, but it didn't debut in Germany. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's a lot of, uh... Going on to, like, fight scenes and just, like, action in general. There's a lot of weird... There's so many, like, weird choices on how to kill people in this. How so? Like... That first kill that, like, uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren has in that mansion, like, he puts a knife on his boot and then, like, oh. kicks through the ceiling into the dude's chest with a knife on his boot. Yeah. And I'm like, that feels a very elaborate for one kill. <laughs> yeah. That you have a knife on your boot that detaches when you lift your leg up so you can see the knife hang out of their chest yeah. or their neck or whatever. Like, there's a lot of, like, sharp stuff on footwear in this. <laughs> not, a, not a whole lot. Like, enough where it's, like, it seems excessive. Like, even, like, that Yakuza group that storms that drug deal. Oh, yeah, they've got some, f- not, not like, foot weird, knives. Like, yeah, like, yeah, some yeah. weird foot knives. Which, that also has one of my favorite lines in it, too, where it's, like, you're 15 minutes late, you goddamn dickhead. <laughs> Or no, you stupid dickhead. Uh, I was a big fan of, uh, there's like two scenes in this where there's a ton of projectiles. I think it's the scene where he's got a crossbow. The Punisher yeah. has a crossbow. Also, the Punisher has the worst military tactics <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, he does. Especially in that, drug, in that drug deal where he uses a crossbow and then zip lines down into the middle of yeah, with combat. a machine gun, yeah. ziplining down with a machine gun though, so it's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, but he <laughs> ziplines literally into the middle of the shit where people where he legit has to like turn in like uh, like three sixty directions <laughs> to kill people. Where it's like you had way better. You had the adv- you had yeah. the high ground. You had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan be pissed if you, uh. you you sacrifice the high ground. <laughs> Like, he was legit, like, perched where he could kill all those dudes super easy. Right. But he ziplines down into the middle of them. Yeah. Where he has to keep turning <laughs> in different directions to shoot them. Yeah. Like, you are a shitty fucking, <laughs> fucking planner. Uh, it also does my favorite things that, like, old movies that used, like this used to do. It's where they have, like, a throwing weapon or a projectile, and there's that tracking shot of the weapon being thrown. Yeah. So it's like they he throws the knife, and it just shows the weapon being, like, slowly spinning yeah. until it hits and the guy it, yeah, in the neck or cut, whatever. Yeah, it cuts right before it hits so they can do the, uh, like, hold it with it and, <laughs> like, uh, and then fall back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, 
God, where is he getting those fucking skull knives made? He's got to be making them himself down in that <laughs> sewer where he hangs out he's butt naked. naked. It's like sitting naked Indian style, um, contemplating the guilty. Yeah, that bookends the movie, by the way. It's like the yeah. first and the last thing you see in this. What the fuck? I, you know what? Whose idea was that? Where it's like, it was Dolph Lundgren's idea because that sounds about. He right. had creative freedom in this to uh, write his own dialogue, and I think these those two scenes were his idea. It's so bad. Why does he have to be naked in this? No idea. So gross. No freaking idea. You know, another thing I did not like about this movie is this weird, like, theatrical tag-along buddy friend. The the drunk that he that he uh um lures out to where he is with a fucking RC truck with a <laughs> bottle of whiskey in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, not that- a fan of that guy. Okay, hold on. So the RC truck... <laughs> okay, go for is it. ...is the most elaborate thing ever. Like, what's his thought process going into that? Because his first thought process is to be like, I'm going to meet this guy at this place at this time. And, like, from what Dolph Lundgren says, he's three hours late because he was just at a bar. Which, the bar is... Not even a block from where they're going to meet. So why don't you just meet him at the bar? <laughs> don't know. And then the guy that's at the bar is not even doing shit. He's just sitting there drinking. And then he doesn't leave till the bartender kicks him out. And then when the bartender kicks him out, then he sees the RC truck with whiskey in it. Uh-huh. So that means in that, like, I'm just imagining a scene where Dolph Lundgren is waiting. It's been a half hour. And he's like, I don't think he's going to show up. I'm just going to buy this RC truck. <laughs> and put a bottle of whiskey in it and then drive it around and see if it brings him to me. Because <laughs> I, I love that scene where he's trying to act badass, and like, but he's still holding <laughs> the yeah. big RC truck controller in his hand. Right. It's like, <laughs> Takes like eight D batteries. It, yeah, it looks like one of those ones where it's like he had, he had to have bought like those fucking... Like those single A, like big fuck, like... <laughs> trash can bin sized batteries <laughs> that he had to stuff like had to buy like 40 of them to put in the back of that thing yeah. but that's just hilarious. like how do you get to that like what's your mindset being like you know I what's gonna know. get him of rc truck with whiskey in it <laughs> well plan worked it worked because it brought it right to him <laughs> you're three hours late <laughs> where are they shipping the dope <laughs> uh going back to the main plot of this uh the the plan for the yakuza to steal the children of the i guess the crime families or whatever um i thought it was a decent premise that was i kind of stolen by batman returns yeah only a few years later yeah uh but uh i i just don't think the ending had a decent... The acting wasn't good enough for me to, like, really feel like I had a good payoff at the end. Yeah. Because of, like, full spoilers in all of these, because this yeah, movie came out it, forever it's 89. Ago. It's free on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, this movie's on YouTube, yeah. people, so check it out. Um, so, the end of the movie, the Punisher and one of the heads of this crime family infiltrate the Yakuza because his son is still there. Yeah. 
And so they end up saving the son. But the, the, I love the, the 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 fucking crime boss or the the mafia boss guy like shows up in like what looks like he wears on a Saturday, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's just like fucking Punisher shows up in his fucking leather jacket and his boots and shit, and then this dude shows up in like his fucking like like his his chore, <laughs> like it's like the the clothes he wears when he's doing chores. <laughs> Uh, so they uh, infiltrate the uh, Yakuza and take them all out. And at the end, the mafia guy turns on the Punisher. Which, rightfully so, because the Punisher's even like, the minute we're done here, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And so I was like, man, this is... Uh, watching it through, like, because you kind of turned me around on this. I'm like, yeah, that was a very... That's a pretty interesting idea. It's just that it wasn't portrayed well enough for me to be like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. It was just like, he turns on him, and then I'm like, now nah, what? This is just end the movie at this point. Yeah. But then, like, the kid's there. Yeah. And they're fighting around his kid, and the Punisher still kills the mafia guy yeah. in front of his kid. Yeah. And then he goes to the kid... If you end up like your dad, I'm coming for you too. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus, that's a, yeah. that's a pretty harsh thing to say to a kid. Like that totally turns you on the Punisher. Like you spend the whole movie thinking like, because he spends pretty much the whole movie trying to save kids. Right. Like he does save kids. Like there's yeah. that whole scene whole where like, full of them. yeah, he saves a whole bus full of kids. So you spend the whole movie being like, this guy is a hero. And then at the end, like you see, like he, you're like, he's not a fucking hero at all. Like he's just, he's a terrible, like he's not even making a dent in like what people think he's doing. Like he's not stopping crime at all. In fact, he's like making more criminals Yeah. because he's doing that shit in front of his son. I did not leave that scene being like, yeah, that son's going to be a fine upstanding citizen. (laughs) Right. He's not going to grow up weird and stunted and probably do terrible things. Like he's almost making more criminals. And then the fact that they leave the scene and like, he doesn't seem to care like, that's a total Punisher thing. Like, he's not there to be a crime fighter. He's there to basically fit, like, fill that void in him where, like, he feels like he's doing what he needs to do. Yeah. But I would agree that that does fit in the Punisher model. Like, the Punisher is kind of an anti-hero. Like, he's, he's always touted as, like, a superhero... Or at least a, a, a good guy, right? Yeah. But he's not. He's like that. There's that shade of no. gray that he rides in that like he sure he's taking out the bad guys, but he's murdering them. Yeah. And so there's that thing that Spider-Man would never do. Yeah. So it's hard to kind of get behind the Punisher. Yeah. In a lot of if you take him at face value and the way he like he would be portrayed in real life, like he would be like this. Like mm-hmm. he would be not a guy that you can really get behind. Yeah. And like, that's kind of the way they do it in this and Punisher war zone. Yeah. Like I feel yeah, it's, it's a lot more glorified in the, in the 2004 one, but in, yeah, but especially in this one, like I feel like in Warzone they still kind of ended on like a, Oh castle oh frank yeah but in this like it it ends on that note where it's like you're not a good person like even even after you've saved all these kids 
Like, I feel like the only reason he saves the kids is because he sees death as a less harsh punishment than watching your child die because that's what he went through. Uh-huh. And he's like, even on people that are the scum of the earth, I wouldn't, w- I wouldn't wish that on them. So I'm going to save their kids, but then in the end, I'll still fucking kill them because they need to die. It's but a piece I is a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I wouldn't wish them having to go through their their children dying or being sold into slavery, because I had to go through watching my kids die. Yeah, or watching my kid die. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can almost kind of pull out like this code that he has with himself, where it's like I'll save your kid, but I'll fucking shoot you in the head. Like yeah. I don't, I don't care. And then he even tells the kid like. I'm not going to kill you because you haven't done anything wrong, technically. But the minute you do something wrong, you're fair game. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, right, right. And I like, I love that, where it's like, <coughs> there's nothing heroic about him. He's just, he's stuck on this code that he's been living on for so long that that's what he is now. Like, yeah. he's not, he's not even human anymore. He's just a machine that keeps killing people that he feels need to be killed. Yeah. And it's gotten to this point now where it's not even being... It's not even helping society. Like, he's even killed enough mobsters where other more powerful mobsters are being like, let's take over this city. And even don't they say, like, he's killed 150 people in five years or something like that? Yeah. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah. He's probably the biggest serial killer in the world at this point. And that's what I like about this movie is that, like, they even show, like, sure, he's killed off this, he's killed off a very big portion of this crime family. But that's not keeping other more powerful crime families from moving in. And then if he kills yeah, them... Yeah, fill in that vacuum. Yeah, and then when he kills them, what's to keep other people from coming in? Like, he's not doing anything good mm-hmm. in the slightest. But he's going to keep going because that's what he is now. He's, he doesn't know anything else anymore because he's been this for so long. And yeah. that's why that's why I love... Granted, it's a terrible film and it's horribly acted. <laughs> but I feel like whoever wrote this, like, saw that. And I kind of pulled that out of it where I'm like, fuck. Like, if you took... If you took, like, the production of, like, Warzone and made this movie, like, that's, like, a really good fucking Punisher. Yeah. Like, if you got Ray Stevenson's Punisher and made 1989 Punisher, that's a... I feel like that'd be a really fucking good movie. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. I could see that. Right on. Um, there was something else I was going to add to this, but... I've I've forgotten it. Uh but what um let's move on to the next one. But what 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 do you want what would you grade 89? Man, Punisher? I mean it, it's a terrible film, but there's so <laughs> many parts in there where I was like busting laughing and it legit does have a really good story to it, especially involving the Punisher. I'm going to give it Just for the appreciation of it, I'll give it a B minus. Oh my god! It's not like I, I appreciate it for what it is, and like, even though it's shitty, I still liked the good things about it enough where it overshadowed the bad things. Yeah. Um. Why you did turn me on to like that? It could be an interesting story if fleshed out better. I'm still gonna give this a D. <laughs> Because it is a terrible movie. Like, it's very poorly acted. The action isn't all that great in it. It's not really fun to get through and watch. Yeah. 
But there is a little nugget in there that could be interesting if it was fleshed out better. I, I can't. I had fun with it just because it it plays itself as like that cheesy, shitty action '80s film, but not as good as other <laughs> things did though. Like there's there's better things everywhere than this. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But I don't. Know, I was I maybe it was just my mood at the time, but I had fun watching it. All right, it was free. It was free, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the fact that I did not pay bull- I did not pay shit for it yeah. made it fun. Yeah. All right. The 2004 Punisher movie starring Tom Jane. Uh, release date April 16th, 2004. Yes. I remember seeing this in the theater on a date. Ooh. I don't remember who I was on a date with, though. Gotcha. So, who knows. Uh, had a budget of $33 million. Yeah. Uh, domestically made 33.8. Okay, million it's money back worldwide made 54.7 yeah so it probably broke about even yeah with uh all that uh publicity and stuff or whatever it is rotten tomatoes has it at a 29 percent only a point better Fuck. than the 89 version uh you actually notice a very strange similarity in all of these scores really yeah uh, IMDb has it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, the 89 version had a 5.7 out of 10. And uh, Metacritic has this at a 33 out of 100. Yeesh. <coughs> yes. Uh, so now, try, I remember you saying that you liked... Oh, oh we'll go to the synopsis first. Yeah, what uh, brief synopsis of the Tom uh, Jane Punisher We movie. follow Frank Castle, again, played by Tom Jane, mm-hmm. who uh, was, like... Kind of like an undercover guy for, like, the police. The FBI. FBI. And uh, his last job was a kind of a drug sting gone wrong where the son of a mob boss was accidentally murdered. Yep. Or killed in the line of duty and uh, kind of leads to the mob boss, played by John Travolta, Mm -hmm. getting... Vengeance and leading to Frank Castle ultimately turning into the character we know as the Punisher. Very good. Uh, now, JT, you just rewatched this last week and gave a what your it's, thoughts kind of were on it. Yeah, it. I went through this movie for a long time, being uh, thinking that people thought way too harshly of it. Mm-hmm. I remember like. Always thinking that this movie was way better than people kept touting it. Like, hearing so many reviews where it's like, this fucking sucks. Why do people like it? I'm like, hey, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. On this past viewing, I was like, oh, yeah. Yep, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bad. It's, it's pretty fucking bad. Especially thinking of it in terms of the Punisher itself. This is not the Punisher. Uh, so... Okay, on rewatch of the movie, I still enjoy the movie. Okay. But I do agree with you that it's not really the Punisher. Mm -mm. They play it up to be... I see what they tried to do and tried to make him a sympathetic character. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't really work so much with the Punisher as a character, because that's not really him. Yeah. He is more or less portrayed as the monster coming to get you 
mm-hmm. you're the bad guy. Yeah. And in this, you can kind of get behind him because the Howard Saint and company yeah. slaughter They're, his whole family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> even though I'm. There's some very over the top scenes that John Travolta plays in this. Like, yeah. Over the top. Like, yeah. okay, we get it. Like, he still plays a villain where it's like, I can't wait to watch you die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, I would say he's probably the most. Okay, I want to say he's the most over the top person in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because he, I, there's some points in this where it seems like he doesn't want to be in the movie and he's kind of just reading those lines. Yeah. And there's other times it looks like he's kind of trying. Yeah. And when it comes to the end. Where, like, the Punisher is coming to finally get him, it seems like he's trying. Like, when he kills his best friend and his wife. Yeah. I was into those parts. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the Punisher has set up this whole thing where he made Howard Saint kill everybody that was close to him. Yeah. And he did it, like, he did it by tricking him. Yeah. And then he shoved it in his face at the end. It's like, Jesus Christ, Frank. Like, yeah. But yeah, but like, what a I, dick I, move. Like, I, I but like, I mean, even though they're shitty people. Yeah, I like, but I, I like, I like that idea of doing that with a character. But that's not a Punisher thing to do. Like yeah. as it went on, I was like, this, this does not feel like punishment. This feels, this feels like full out vengeance. And like, if you're going to be the Punisher, like, I want to see like those seeds planted where it's like, you start shedding this idea of vengeance and then you start getting into like you know what i i need to just start fucking picking these people off like i can't let them get away with things like this yeah but as an origin story i think it does work because if like the i think this is the only punisher story though that's yeah it's an origin this is the only origin story i've seen of the punisher right but i'm even two. talking about like in the books though like in the books like it's just like a a random like gang fight that kills his family. He never gets revenge on them. Like yeah. it's just like a bad thing that happens to his family, so he wages a one man war on crime at that point. But he never gets revenge on the people who really did it. At least I don't think that he does. Because he was debuted in the seventies or whatever. I don't yeah. I don't know. So like I, I, it's cool that uh, they did show an origin. I really dig Tom Jane as the Punisher. Yeah. I, but I liked, I liked the whole portrayal. Like, I remember when I brought it up where I was like, I liked up to where the family died. <laughs> and you were like, Jesus. But no, like, <laughs> the way they play that up, like, it feels so, like, even like, there's times where they don't really show anything. But the way, like, you feel as, like, they're mowing down his entire family. Yeah. Like, it almost kind of makes me like, oh, shit. Yeah, (laughs) it's, like, really unnerving, especially, like, lately in the United States. Yeah. Like, they (laughs) legit, like, crash his family reunion and murder everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Like, even, like, people, like, being, like... Even people that probably aren't even part of his family. There's people just, like, on, like, a kayak, like, going by. They just, like aim their fucking Uzi out and just, like, murder yeah. so many different people where you're like, man, this just... Yeah, it you feel uncomfortable, and I feel like you should. Yeah, yeah. Like, you need to feel that way for, like, where, like, you root for Frank Castle to get his vengeance, 
But I think like in order to make a good Punisher movie, I you need to get that uneasiness about him where it's like I feel like you're turning into someone that I can't root for. See, I never felt like you and, couldn't ever root for Frank Castle. Yeah, but that's what I wanted. That's what I I want that like feeling where it's like you're going to this point now where like you're going beyond even though I've experienced all this stuff for you, you're going beyond that point where I'm like I Oh, man, it's hard to stay, like, stick with you. Like, that's why I loved that when I was, when we were talking about, like, that deleted scene uh-huh. where, like, he keeps going back to, like, his old partner being right. like, I know that you sold me out. And then he makes him kill himself at the end. Yeah. Like, that's that one thing where, like, that's the, that's the budding Punisher where yeah. it's like, you need to pay for your crime that you committed against me. You need to kill yourself. Yeah. And so then it's like, I can see everyone else. But I can't see him, and that's the one thing that's making me uneasy about you. And I want that uneasiness about the Punisher, because that's what the Punisher is. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, yeah. and But because they tried to do, they did an origin story with, like, a, a, a very obvious villain towards the Punisher. Yeah. And he's tied in with his origin. It's hard with the story they set up not to find him sympathetic to get like vengeance on like his family's murderers. Yeah. If it was, if he was already like, if he was already set as the Punisher and this was just a, a different group of people that happened to just be murdering other people and that's not his family. Yeah. That this movie would be completely different. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, Let's just talk about some other characters at first, or uh, as we go on, because yeah. like the other uh, secondary characters, like Rebecca Romaine, uh, John Panette, and fuck, who's the other guy? Uh, Plays Dave. Yeah, Ben Foster. Ben Foster. I remember you saying last week that you weren't huge fans of them, and I. I don't think that they're necessarily needed in this movie. No, I, I think they're a huge detriment to it. I, n- I don't think they're a huge detriment to the movie. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, like, yes, it is stupid that the fat one is named Bumbo. But, like, the scene where Dave is tortured, I think was pretty well done. Where he's, t- like, t- with the piercings getting ripped out of his face. Yeah. I think it gives the movie a little bit more heart with these characters. Cause I, I, when you were talking, I'm like, well, maybe I didn't pick up on like how cartoonishly bad they were. And I, on this rewatch, I still didn't think they were that man, that out of care. Like it wasn't, I didn't feel like they were so out of character for this movie that they felt like out of place. I felt they gave the story enough, enough heart to feel about them and for the Punisher to defend them. Yeah. But that's the thing though. Like, I don't like the idea of, I mean, maybe for the time and maybe just because I feel like a movie, like making a movie where you make an anti-hero where it's hard to root for him was not like the kind of thing that you did back in that time where like, like, your main protagonist is someone where, like, at the end of it, you're like, 
man, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. that, that wasn't, like, a big thing back in, like, 2004. So I can see why they would do that, where, like, like pitching this movie, you can't make it where it's like, well, they need to like him. Like, he's, you, you follow him to the, you follow him up to this, like, people need to like him at the end. Yeah. And I don't think movies were that big where you can end the movie with you feeling very conflicted about the things that he's done. Yeah. And I feel Bumbo and Dave and Rebecca Romaine were just thrown in there to make him seem like he's one of us and you like us. So that in retrospect, he's a good person. Like I don't, the Punisher's not supposed to be a good person. Like I, that's what I feel. Yeah. And I, I agree with you on that point. Yeah. But for a movie standpoint, I don't think this is a bad movie. Yeah. Even though he's out of character. And not really... Because this, if this wasn't the uh, the Punisher, this would be a pretty decent action movie. Like, not great. But, yeah. like, if he was just, like, I, the Revenger. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And it was just, like, Tom Jane getting revenge on like him murdering his family and this wasn't a marvel property at all Mm -hmm. i feel like this movie like it would be probably just a run-of-the-mill action movie yeah but i thought it would be it would be okay yeah i don't know i can kind of see that because yeah there's yeah i'm yeah i get way too stuck on the idea of if you're going to establish a punisher I want it to be a ver- more gray than it is black and white. Yeah. Well, that's like the thing, though, because like he lives in that shade of gray, but he only yeah. sees black and white. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That and that. Yeah. And I love that idea of it. So, yeah, maybe it's a standalone where he's not the Punisher. It could be a better film, but he still makes some really dumb decisions in this. Like, so when he recruits that like shady like bitch, oh yeah, that dude, weasel. Yeah. Why? Why is he doing that? Eh, just because he knows all about the Saints' personal yeah, shit. but he's already shown that the motherfucker's incompetent because he's the one that got them caught to begin with. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to put you in charge of this big thing where if anything falls apart, I can't get my revenge. Here, you're in charge of this now. Eh. So it's like... You've seen how incompetent he is because he got the fucking kid killed, and now you're like, hey, do this for me. What? Like, not knowing until the very end that it's like, oh, if he didn't do, like, all of that stuff, you would have never gotten your revenge. And he, so he entrusted that dude with a lot of shit, with the only knowledge of him being that he's dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the whole, like, his plan. I don't think this whole plane would have really fallen apart on the crux of him. But really. he does everything. He's, he's more of an that, informant than he's anything. He's the one that plants the seeds for every single possible thing to fall into place for Howard Saint to kill all the people around him that he loves. Sure. So if but he were to fuck again, up on any of that, or if he were to be like, hey, Howard Saint, this guy told me that to fuck with your family, <laughs> I can tell you where he's going to be next. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean... <laughs> The Saints also shit on him, even though they do post bail for him. Yeah. I don't know. He does, like, Punisher, or Tom Jane does not know his loyalties in the slightest. And with knowing him 
from a brief little instance where he fake tortured him. He's like, all right, you can work for me. Yeah. Not knowing where his loyalties lie in the slightest. All he knows is that the guy said, yeah, this, the Saints treat me like, shit, I'll work for you. Not knowing he's going to go back to Howard Saint and be like, hey, this guy wants me to kill you. I can tell you where he's going to be next. Yeah, that's true. Like, he took him to where he lives and did this. And he still lives there. Yeah. Well, they do show up. Yeah. <laughs> so, this he's not even a smart guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would assume he's pretty scared of the Punisher because he knows the Punisher would kill him. I'm pretty sure that guy just fears death all around. Yeah, he's just a slimy, <laughs> he's just a slimy douche. Yeah. The one thing I do like about this movie, though, is for some reason I'm always charmed by themed assassins. A Harry Heck? Yeah, Harry Heck and the Russian. <laughs> oh yeah, just always just like just like yeah. drive me back to the movie where I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. I, I I just love the idea of an assassin that plays. His swan song for you before he kills you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just that guy that dresses up like a Russian sailor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's <laughs> big, who's big as fuck that feels no pain. Like, I wanted more of those. Yeah. Like, if you're going to go full bore on, like, the, the cheesy, like, cheesy themed assassin thing, just throw, like, five or six of them at him before he actually gets to Howard Sane. Yeah. I always find the Harry Heck, like, uh, scene... Like, out of place. I feel like it doesn't fit in the movie for whatever reason. Yeah. But I still really like it. Yeah. I remember when this movie first came out, they played it a shit ton for the trailer. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, that scene, and then they would, like, play, like, clips from the movie, like, as the song was going on. Where it's, like, this feels weird. Like, is this actually in the movie, or is this, like, the music video (laughs) for the song? Uh Speaking of the music of this movie, like, uh, I really enjoy, like, that lone horn Punisher theme. Yeah. I really like that. But the thing I don't really care for is its early 2000s metal rock. Which is probably the thing that I love the most about this movie when it first came out when I was that age. (laughs) And the fact that every time you get to Joan, who is Rebecca Romaine Stamos, you hear songs like this. I know. She is all about fucking like <laughs> seether and like 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 <laughs> these fucking like melancholy songs. Yeah. And I if you're asking your question, did I load that song before the show and played it for just this joke? Yes, I did. <laughs> so <laughs> But yeah, this movie is full of that. Yeah. But uh I know, like uh to plug uh uh Dinosaur Neil's credits do so uh podcast when they were talking about her and they were talking about the scene where he asked her <laughs> play melancholy song <laughs> i feel like rebecca romaine was like play early 2000s melancholy <laughs> rock song yeah and then that was just every scene yeah. that she was in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh uh tom jane did put on 20 pounds of muscle for this role yeah he was pretty jacked for this shit it looked good as shit he also shaved right, his abs that. But, like, nothing else? Like, <laughs> she knows he had a hairy chest, but completely shaved abs. Gotta show that shit off, bro. I guess that's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he looked really good. As, he, like, I don't know, got in shape. I guess I didn't really know him in anything yeah. else but this. Yeah. But, looked good. Um, 
I don't know, you got anything else? Like, Travolta's wig is pretty bad at some points. God. Like, you can see it sitting on top of his real hair. <laughs> no, no, even, like, when he starts getting flustered and it's like starts, like, sticking up and it's like, I don't think hair does that. Yeah. <laughs> like, actual human hair does not do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure we're not going to have the same grade for this movie. But the one thing I think we can agree on is that it doesn't, he's not, he doesn't feel like the Punisher. No. In this. Yeah. Um, even though the action might, I, cause I really liked the last Punisher storm on like Saint's little hideout. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, when he sticks that knife, to the guy's jaw and you can see it in his mouth. Oh <laughs> God. I fucking love that shit. Uh, but what would you grade the 2004 Tom Jane Punisher movie. There's a, it, like, yeah, there's some cool action scenes in it, but, um, I feel like even though not even grading it on like a, this is a Punisher movie, like it feels like, I don't know. I, I, I might go C, like maybe high C on it. Okay. C plus. Like that, the cusp of a C plus. Uh huh. Because there were some fun scenes in there, like when the action really kicks in and they're not doing dumb shit with fucking Bumbo and Dave. Mm-hmm. Like, there were some fun action scenes in there. Yeah, when he splits that guy's wig with a paper cutter. Christ. <laughs> God, that was good. Yeah. And then he falls down the bottom of the stairs. Like I was, I told Chelsea because we were watching it together, and I was like. What if just, like, they send more people up the stairs and then it just ends up just showing everyone else down the stairs until there's a yeah. pile of bodies at the bottom of those stairs? Like, even, like, when he kills the Russian, it's such a fucking happenstance way that he kills them because they both fall down the stairs and then the Russian would just happen to be the one where his head got split open. Yeah, even he though they like both twisted his head all the way around. Yeah, even they even though they both fell down the stairs, like the Russian was the one that got the shit under the stick on the falling down the stairs. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, like, there's there's too much happenstance and there's too much dumb decisions made by him in general, where it's like you should not have survived this. Where I just I can't really. I can't forgive it for that. Yeah. Um, See, so cusp of a C plus. Yeah. Um, I think I would give this movie a B. I still enjoy this movie. Um, and I can't find much wrong with it besides knowing for a fact that like this doesn't feel like the actual Punisher. Yeah. But I still enjoy the movie. I, I, if I always, it always flies through, but right by with me when I watch it. Yeah, I have fun with it. So that All leads right. us into Punisher Warzone. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Warzone. Uh, more specifically, December fifth, two thousand eight. Just time for Christmas. <laughs> budget of thirty-five million dollars. The budget is increasing on all these movies. Can you believe that movie is almost ten years old now? It's a year from. It's a year away from being ten years old. Oh Jesus! We're old as fuck. Yeah, dude. we are. Uh, domestically, it made eight million dollars. Jesus. Worldwide, made ten million dollars. <laughs> uh, 
Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 27%. Yeah. IMDb has it at a 6 point or a 6 out of 10 and Cinema Blend gives it 2 out of 5 stars. Shit. Uh out of, IMDb giving it 6 out of 10? Uh-huh. Wow. The Rotten Tomatoes score and the IMDb score through all three movies are very similar. For The Punisher 89, 2004, and Warzone, Rotten Tomatoes was 28%, 29%, and 27%. Jesus. The IMDb score was 5.7, 6.5, and 6. Jesus. Very similar. And then for the third ones, I have just People random weren't digging garbage. People Punisher. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's all. This, for a fact, domestically made less than Elektra. And Howard the Duck <laughs> for Marvel movies. And it's the... This, lo- is, a, this is a Marvel Knights production. <laughs> oh, it's the one and only Marvel Knights production. And it is the lowest grossing Marvel movie ever made. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. When you make less than Howard the Duck and yeah. Elektra... <sighs> There's something something going wrong here. Now, there's some proponents of... Well, before we get into that, what's a brief synopsis of this movie, JT? Uh, well, we follow Frank Castle <laughs> as he chases a, a young gangster by the name of Billy. <laughs> yeah. Who finds his way into a fucking bottle breaker <laughs> thing that machine doesn't exist that fucks up his face where he becomes the synonymous punisher villain jigsaw yeah where he is trying to get vengeance against frank castle meanwhile frank castle dealing with yet with the fact that he may have out of nowhere murdered a undercover fbi informant look out and trying to make amends with his wife and his daughter the wife being played by dexter favorite julie benz uh-huh. all right and so there you go also wayne knight wayne knight is microchip um i'll get into wayne knight to be honest i did not hate wayne knight in this uh yeah this was the one movie i didn't do a rewatch this week because I saw it semi recently. Yeah. But I refreshed myself on some clips and I saw some of Wayne Knight and I also did not hate him. The microchip stuff in this is really interesting, actually. Like, cause he really lays out how he helps the Punisher and it's in a way where it's like, I can't see the Punisher existing without microchip. Yeah, it, yeah, in this iteration, yeah. Yeah, because, like, he he seems like a guy who genuinely believes in what the Punisher does, and he <coughs> goes out of his way to do this stuff to get him weapons to kill criminals. Yeah. And he does it in, like, a genuine way where it's like, I kind of like you. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked him, too. Yeah, like, he, because he'll lay out where it's like, oh, I here, I got you some guns from this, like, weird black market site that was had a sale and i went to this gun show where they don't check they don't check uh registrations and whatever like yeah he's like posed le- as like a hot chick to get into like yeah this whatever on like the internet he, yeah like he's so good at finding ways to get weapons and he does it in a way where it's like almost charming 
but and he never like he never like comes off as like some like sleazy fuck like even like see like there's a scene where like he goes into his apartment and like he's like feeding like his disabled mom like it almost kind of like like just piecing it together from like what i gathered was like his mom is disabled and lives in a bad neighborhood and he sees the punisher as here's a guy that's keeping all this criminal shit at bay where my mom can live right. a semi-decent life where she doesn't worry about some dude mugging her in the middle of the night. Right. So I'm helping him. Because like, they go into her apartment and like every fucking crevice of that apartment is like st- like stuffed with guns. Yeah. It's like in Deadpool. Where, yeah. Like-, <laughs> like there's like a shelf every other like foot. Where, yeah. like, you pull it down, there's, like, a thing full of guns. Yeah. And he, like, introduces him to his friend where it's, like, like the the dude has, like, a fucking, uh, <clears throat> like, gang tattoo so he can have, like, an in with, like, the gang so that, they, he, that he can get fucking gun connections. Where it's, like, he has so many connections to guns where it's, like, I can, al- I can almost see the Punisher working because he has a microchip. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, there's also 150 different types of guns in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking guns in this a movie. A lot of guns in this movie. Um, so, even though uh, the ratings that we have for Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Cinema Blend aren't positive, yeah. and this movie is generally, for the most part, shit on, Yeah, there are proponents of this movie... Mainly yeah. being that of how did this get made has a whole episode dedicated yeah. to how much they really liked this movie <laughs> yeah. to the fact that they invited the director on. Now, granted, we don't know if they like were proponents of the movie because they had the director on the episode. Yeah. Or if they liked it so much that they invited the director to be yeah. on an episode. But it was, needless to say, her take on how she made the movie... It was very interesting. It's very interesting, yeah. And I would recommend if you... even If you even aren't a fan of this movie, I would recommend listening to that because it's a very humorous take... Oh, most definitely. ...on, like, how this movie was made from the director's standpoint. And it is very interesting. Yeah. And you can see... Yeah, you can see all those elements in what she says. Yeah. Even though the finished product... Watching it even after you hear that, I still don't think this whole like it still doesn't work. Yeah. Um. The yummy, yummy, yummy in my tummy, tummy, tummy whole thing that Jude brought up. <laughs> yeah. That was one of the clips I watched yeah. when uh, Looney Bin Jim, Looney Bin Jim, <laughs> just goes nuts and starts eating a fat. <laughs> Uh, fat man's kidneys. Yeah. yeah. Because it's a delicacy with oh, applesauce. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does do that. Okay. In some country or whatever. Yeah. Uh, This movie is way, way over the top. It's super over the top, yeah. Which I would think I would like because it was like... It'd be like a live-action cartoon, almost. Yeah. But it's so weird with the hyper-violence of it that I don't know if it really works or not. Because, like, it's it's like a serious tone with over-the-top gory violence, but also played as, like, a weird black comedy. 
but I never really got it. It doesn't all mesh to together for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like the tones are kind of all over the place. But me being weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I wouldn't say I love this movie, but there's some elements of this that I really, really liked. To mm. be honest, like, cause like the first time I saw Punisher War Zone, I don't even think I made it all the way through. Yeah. But that was like back when I. Like I, I, I never really analyzed movies as much as I do now, but watching this, like there were some things that I were picking was picking out where I'm like, I kind of like what they're doing with, like, and especially like incorporating like the Punisher mythology of like him being this guy that just like fucking kills criminals. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some scenes in this that I fucking love. <laughs> there's a there's a scene where like they uh. For like a jigsaw storms that one chick's uh, house, and then like the the Punisher like breaks in or whatever, and like this FBI agent like uses him to like hold this criminal at gunpoint while he handcuffs him. Yeah. And he handcuffs him, and the Punisher blows his head off. <laughs> and the FBI guy is like, "Castle!" Like, it's hilarious. Like it's so fucking good. Where it's like, of course he would do that. Like, yeah. Ray Stevenson plays an amazing fucking Punisher in this. See, I'm not sold on Ray Stevenson. I think he's oh, really man. bland. Yeah, there's there like there's there's some scenes where they try and give him lines where it doesn't feel genuine, but like he just has that look about him, and they have him do things where it's like that's that's a total Punisher thing to do, like that scene. And then like the fucking parkour scene where he blows a dude up with a fucking bazooka. <laughs> I did like that. And the, those dudes. Love parkour. <laughs> they love so parkour. Much. There's like that scene where it's like they they're like hanging out with Jigsaw and they're like, "Can we go out through the roof?" <laughs> it's like if there's anything they love more than themselves and their dreadlocks, oh God. it's parkour. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh my God! So yeah, when he fucking kills, he kills like those two parkour guys, and then he shoots that one guy in both of his knees. And then gets information out of him, and he's like, so can I live? And then they, like, smile at each other, and it's like, oh, so he got away. Cut to, like, the FBI guy's looking for uh, the Punisher. The parkour guy that got shot in both of his knees falls off the building, <laughs> falls into this dumpster, and then it's, like, 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 grasping onto life. And then Frank Castle jumps through his head, like, <laughs> jumps off the dumpster through his head, breaking his neck, and then they do another cut shot where you see his head dangling off his body, like, going back and forth. Like, it is so fucking violent. <laughs> yeah. Um, Roger Ebert, actually, when he scored this movie, yeah, he said it was the best-made bad movie that he's ever seen. Oh, man. And the only flaw that he could find with it is that it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I agree with that. Yeah. Because this movie does have high production value. It was made for $35 million. Yeah. Um, the gore effects are pretty gross yeah but like this movie is disgusting in some parts and there's some violence that makes no sense like there's a scene where he has a fight scene with somebody where they go back and forth whatever punches him in the face blah 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 and then out of nowhere there's a scene where he walks up to someone 
punches directly through their head. <laughs> punches through their face. Directly through their head. Like, boom, boom. Fist goes through the back of their head. Where it's like, why didn't you do that when you fought the other guy? <laughs> why didn't you do that with everybody? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I just love that. Like, the dinner scene when, like, the lights go out and then he, like, fucking lights the flare. Like, like they follow that one crime boss where you kind of feel like he's going to be the main boss throughout. Right. right. And it just, like, they show him, like, barking orders. And then, like, the minute the Punisher shows up, scene one, Punisher shows up, cuts his entire head off <laughs> with a fucking knife. You're like... Yeah. Fuck! And then goes over to his wife and breaks her neck. Breaks her neck where her entire head goes around to the back of her body. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah, just murders everybody in there. Murders that entire dinner scene. And then, like, they cut to fucking uh, Billy where it's like, glad I left that party early. Yeah, <laughs> like, while the Punisher's hanging upside down on a chandelier, just spinning yeah, around. Like, for probably a straight minute and a no half. No shit. I was waiting for John Woo to release some doves in that fucking scene. <laughs> uh, so, Jigsaw being the main villain of this movie, um, I feel like is a great foil for the Punisher because, like, Jigsaw is unhinged. He's kind of like, yeah. almost like a, I don't know, like a Joker type character. You never yeah. know what he really is going to do. To be honest, I loved Jigsaw and I loved... To some extent, I loved Looney Bin Jim. I liked Looney Bin Jim more than Jigsaw. Like I, at some points, like I, I thought it was almost too cartoony. Like it was, it rode that line again with like a tone I couldn't really, yeah, I couldn't really <laughs> I agree loved, with. I loved, I loved uh, Jigsaw. Like the first time you see him when he's as Billy, like they, they cement that this dude's a piece of shit. Scene one. When the first thing that happens is you see uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Billy's like uh, date to this party get out first. And then he comes out, grabs her by the throat, and pushes her against the car and says, You don't ever get out of a car before me. Like, just like something like that hurts. Like, oh, so you're a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they legit, like, cement these scenes where it's like, Oh, you're an asshole. Fuck you then. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I don't know, I love that. And, and they do shit like that throughout where, like, he's so over the top. But, like, no, I love him and Looney Bin Jim's relationship because Looney Bin Jim is so fucking insane that he just does stuff beca because he doesn't know the repercussions of it. Yeah. Like, because he has that whole scene where, like, the fucking, uh, the guard eats his applesauce in front of him. And then uh, Jigsaw breaks in and breaks him free, which that fucking insane asylum has no security. <laughs> no, like, no they don't even, they walk, <laughs> so they walk in the front door of his cell and let him out. Right. But, like, they have that doctor there who says, like, hey, I'm doctor whatever. So the fat, like, uh, I guess, like, nurse, I guess he would be. Opens the door and then just like Jigsaw breaks the dude's neck right in front all of him. around. <laughs> and when they break necks in this, they really break a they neck. Break. Even when people fall down, like they give you the insinuation that their neck broke by the gross sloshing sound they make <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like there's so many scenes where people will just like kind of like land in a semi jacket knife position, but they they throw in the. the, the <laughs> where it's like 
Oh, their neck broke. Or turned to some sort of pudding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, before this movie was made, uh, Tom Jane was actually attached to reprise his role as the Punisher. Really? But turned it down because he said that it strayed too far from the first movie. Uh, that it was played too much for, like, a comedy aspect and didn't feel like the tone of the first film. Yeah. Which is true. It is, yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. Def- This is. I don't think this is nowhere near connected to what 2004 Punisher was. No. But that did lead him to make uh, Punisher Dirty Laundry uh, that um, I just want to bring up after we get done talking with uh, Punisher Warzone oh, yeah. or yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Also, another name attached to this film to play Jigsaw was a very unsuspecting person. Freddie Prince Jr. Really? Was, uh, did a test reel for, uh, Jigsaw and was heavily considered for a long time because I guess he did a really good audition or something, but was... Uh, turned down by Lionsgate because they didn't think that uh, he would be a believable enough villain. Yeah, I heard... Man, I feel like... I wish someone would have given Freddie Prince Jr. a chance because I thought I heard his name attached to something else where like he gave a really good performance but they thought like because of his reputation right. like, it would drive people away where I'm like, fuck, give Freddie Prince Jr. a chance then. Right. Like... He hasn't done anything in a while. I feel yeah. like he could come back and do something and totally revitalize yeah. his career. Yeah, like that's that Heath Ledger bullshit where it's like, really him? But then you get, you get that performance where you're like, fuck. Yeah. Granted, maybe this wouldn't have been the movie to do that, but it could at least get his foot in the door for yeah. something else. Oh, for sure. Like, just something to show that you can do this. Right. Because I, I mean, even though it's very over the top, like, I'm begging for people like not maybe not as like over the top as how dominic cooper or shit what's his name in this or is plays name? jigsaw yeah oh i don't remember I yeah don't dominic know. west yeah oh, dominic yeah, west yeah, yeah. like the way dominic west plays jigsaw like maybe not to that extent but just some kind of eccentric villain that you can attach yourself to in these fucking comic book movies mm. like that's what i'm looking for like something like that like yeah Granted, Dominic West goes super over the top with his fucking right. accent and yeah. the shit that he does. Like, that gross piece of flesh hanging over his eye yeah, the whole time. Yeah, that one weird square. <laughs> it's like, I just want to, like, reach to the screen and be like, just get that out. Oh, yeah, his one just weird, get like... that out of Yeah, there. his one weird eye that he yeah, has. Yeah, like, that's gross. This weird piece of skin hanging right in front of his eye where it's like, that's not bugging you? <laughs> oh, that would bug the shit yeah. out of me. Like, there's so much shit happening to your face, but you're letting that one little piece of skin hang right in front of your eye. Like, right. Just, just kind of just get it out of there. Get it. Like, you're already a gross piece of shit. Just rip it off. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> God damn. Uh... I think that's all the facts I have. Did you get anything else to say, like about the, Punisher Warzone? The, the only main, the only big uh, critique I have for this movie is that the ending is so it, it it's so uh, nonchalant how it ends. Yeah, doesn't he just like kick Jigsaw in a bonfire or something like that? Yeah, like it 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 ends with like he gives him like this choice of like either you let the girls die or you let. Uh, 
microchip die. And he was like, all right, well, I, I like, like, cause I like the idea of him being like, he accepts the fact that microchip's going to die. And he's just like, don't worry, it's not going to hurt because he knows that like the minute he fucking shoots this one guy, the other guy's going to shoot him in the head. And he's like, well, that doesn't, I'm, from what I've heard, that doesn't hurt or whatever. Yeah. So then he lets him die. And then after that, he just pretty much just beats the fucking shit out of Jigsaw then stabs him through the gut and throws him in a fire. Yeah. And then it, that's pretty much it. And then after that, they do some random, like, funny scene where, like, the detective has been helping the whole time, gets mugged, and he's like, Frank! And then he shoots him, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> God. But, yeah, no, but the, the way they build up Jigsaw the whole time and then for him to die in such a weird, nonchalant manner, I'm just like, I, I was kind of hoping for something more. And then even the way Looney Bin Jim dies, like he just shoots him in the head. Yeah. Like, there's been so many crazy over-the-top deaths throughout, but then the two main villains you stick with throughout the whole thing, they're just, like, shot in the head, thrown in a fire. Yeah. The ones you really want to, like, have yeah, shit like, done to them. Yeah, like, you've seen so many goons just get it fucked. Yeah. And you're just like, I can't wait to see how... Looney Bin Jim and Jigsaw get it, and it's just so nonchalant. Where by that point, it felt like the director was just like, "I'm, I'm done. Let's just end this." Yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. It might have been because it was like <laughs> the only cool thing about Jigsaw being in the fire, though, is that like you see all of his stitches burn away and all of his like scars start opening up on his face. That yeah. was the only cool thing about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, grades. What are we grading this? I'll go first on this one. Go for it. Um, I'm going to give this one... Like, I I don't enjoy this movie. Yeah. Like, it was hard for me to get through on a first watch. And then I did rewatch it eventually because there are people that said, like, I really like this. So yeah. I'm like, maybe I missed something. So I went to rewatch it again knowing that, like, they like this and this and this. And I still couldn't get into it. But... It is better, I think, than the 89 Punisher movie. Yeah. But I don't think by much. So I'm going to give it a C-. minus. Okay. Yeah, I'll give it a C-. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I, I still... I don't know. I still can't recommend Punisher Warzone. It's not a good time for me. All right. It's Fair all enough. over the place. I, I I had some fun moments with it. Like it's it's another one of those where I had I was able to pull out like this is Punisher, this is total Punisher, and I love everything they did with microchip. Every time they go they do scenes with microchip I loved. Cause it like it kind of like peeled back like especially like with a character that, that I feel like they didn't work with at all in the first two. They gave microchip stuff to do where it's like I can almost kind of see how you met Frank Castle how you grew to respect him and how you have your connections. Like, he just seems like some dude that's just knows where to go for this shit. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I love, <clears throat> even though it's not as strong of a storyline as the 89 Punisher, like, they still play with that whole thing where he kills an undercover agent and then he deals with the fact that this family is pretty much feels about him the way he feels about other criminals mm. and he can't he, he can't stand it so much to the point where he just like puts himself in harm's way even where he's like just kill me then if you feel like I really wronged you kill me mm -hmm. but 
unlike the 89 Punisher, you don't leave this movie being like, I don't agree with what you're doing. Like, they still leave it with being like, yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of conflicts me with it. So I'm I'm not going to, I don't know. For some reason, the 89 Punisher charmed me in some weird way. <laughs> so I'm going to give this one like a, like a higher C+. Plus. Okay, good enough. Like even, yeah, like. You said all the scores were pretty close together for the Punishers and, like, IMDb and stuff. Like, all the scores for these Punishers are pretty close for me, too. Yeah. Um, so, there's some honorable mentions. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, uh, the Punisher Dirty Laundry. Oh, yeah. Um, I just rewatched it uh, just the other day. Have you seen it recently? I haven't recently, but I remember seeing it, and yeah, it's good. Um, Tom Jane reprising his role as the Punisher, kind of doing... He I, he produced this one, so he kind of got to do what he wanted. And I think this is more in line if, like, that the Punisher movie that he was in, he was already being established as the Punisher. Because in this one, he is ruthless in yeah. this. Yeah. Not really sympathetic. Like, he is not personally sympathetic, but he is doing the right thing. Yeah. And saving this little kid just that's just getting bullied and shit on and all yeah. that stuff. And Ron Perlman's in it. Oh, yeah. As <laughs> a uh, paraplegic uh, <laughs> liquor salesman mm-hmm. or whatever. I really enjoy the short, and I probably watch it a few times a year. Yeah. I like it a lot, actually. A few times a year, even. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's only like 10 minutes long. Oh, it's like, not like a big investment. <laughs> yeah, it's like make a holiday of it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> dirty laundry day, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I watch it uh, anytime I got to do laundry and Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I really enjoy it. I really liked Tom Jane as the Punisher, and I see him. Because like, even in, um, there's a series called uh, Punisher Max. Yeah. And there's an artist called Tim Bradstreet that does all the covers. And not that, like, he makes them look like Tom Jane or anything, but it's a realistic take on what the Punisher looks like. Oh, cool. And I think that Tom Jane fit that the most, and I think that's what I associate with the Punisher the most. Okay. So maybe that's a little bit of a bias, but... Yeah. But, yeah. But I would give the Dirty Laundry, if I was to score that, I would give that an A. Like, I feel yeah. like that's a really good Punisher story. Yeah. To be honest, like, even though it's there's a whole lot of years have gone by or whatever, I would love to see, like, an older Punisher starring Tom Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Punisher Max story, actually, in the books, like, he is an old man. Yeah. Like, he is, he went to Vietnam, and it's now the 90s. So, like, he is uh, 20 years removed from Vietnam. Yeah. In real time. Yeah. So, like, he's a 50, 60-year-old Punisher going out there and killing all these motherfuckers. (laughs) So, like, it's pretty sweet. Maybe 50, not 60. Yeah. But, like, yeah. So, it's pretty good. Um, And then another honorable mention, obviously, is Daredevil Season 2, where you get Jon Bernthal. Of course. As the Punisher. A little taste of what we're going to get. Oh yeah. In uh maybe uh for the, the Punisher series. series. That's coming Which out we'll Friday. Do a small review for that during our uh our uh 
leftover turkey episode. Yes. I, I feel like it won't be able to be fit in in Justice League. No. Plus, we'll we give won't. a week to everybody to watch it. So yeah, because we're not... it's, it's going to be like, what, 13 episodes? Yeah, it's a 13-er. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Anyway, um, but uh, I, I think we both really dug Bernthal as the punisher yeah. in this. Because he really does an amazing job and the writing on this really rides that line where it's like i don't know how to feel about the punisher exactly and that's the best version i think we've seen so far yeah and that's the one thing that i'm scared about with them actually giving him a series is that i feel like they're gonna they're gonna ride too much that line of be sympathetic towards him because we need you to feel like you're on his side for 13 episodes yeah i would rather them be like if like if they if they're that scared about it, I'd rather make him a side character than to give him his own series. I know. Yeah, I I know why they gave him a series, because he was a standout in season two. Yeah. But, like, I feel like it's a detriment. But maybe we'll see. Maybe they, yeah. maybe they maybe pull they, it out. Yeah, I don't they know. find a way to still ride that line where it's like, okay, he's doing good stuff. But then there's those few times here and there where it's like, I don't know. That seems a little fucked. Yeah. But I I love that courtroom scene where it, in uh, Daredevil season two where he's like, no, I if I had a chance I would do the exact same again because when I put people down they don't get back up. Yeah. And I'm exactly. like, holy fuck, this guy's a scary asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really like that. So, exactly. Um, to finish off this whole Punisher retrospective, um, even using these honorable mentions, JT. Yeah. What. What is the best and worst version of the Punisher? Um, like in terms of who plays him? Yeah, of who plays him. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like the best look for the Punisher is Ray Stevenson. Like he looks like like every like every iteration I've seen of (laughs) Frank Castle kind of looks like Ray Stevenson. Okay. And like I said, like I feel like the perfect Punisher movie would be like Ray Steve, like the production and the production of Warzone with the story of the '89 Punisher. Okay. Like kind of flushed out where it's not like weird random lines of fucking like I got shit on the lens. <laughs> right. Right. But like that story where it's like you're behind him because he seems like a hero, but then in the end he's. Just a piece of shit that doesn't know anything else but killing criminals. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that idea of the Punisher in terms of a story. Okay. Um, and did you just do the movies, or did you also include the the honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, like, honorable mentions. Yeah, I, like, uh, John Berenthal, I, I still love as the Punisher. Like, that whole scene with him and Daredevil where, like, he's... Almost trying to convince the Daredevil to be exactly like him, mm-hmm. like I whole I I still love that line where he's like, "You're one bad date away from being me." Mm-hmm. I I love that because it's pretty much it's true. It's just like you could totally see him being a superhero, but he just had that one day where it's like the world fucked him to where it's like I'm just gonna kill everyone that I feel needs to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I at this point I feel like Bernthal is the best Punisher that has been out there so far. Oh yeah. And I'm going to put Dolph Lundgren as the worst. 
<laughs> yeah, he's definitely the worst. <laughs> he's definitely the worst. The, yeah. like, it, 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 it's just, it's such a fucking bitch because it's like. But in 1989, they had no idea what they were exactly, doing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, there's so many good things that can pull away from that 89 Punisher, but Dolph Lundgren's so fucking bad. Yeah, real He's bad. He's so bad. He looks like a wax figure. <laughs> Even the close-up of his face, he looks like a fucking wax figure. Yeah, he's always glossy. God damn it. It's yeah. so bad. But that, that 89 Punisher had so many smart elements to what the Punisher really is, that I'm it. I don't say it, it had so many. I think it had one good nugget. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> in terms of too many, of so many, I, I would say the overarching story in general was a really good Punisher story. Yeah. The things they threw in there were dumb. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um. So there's Punisher there for you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Punisher retrospective. Uh, so besides cramming your face full of <laughs> Frank Castle goodness, justice. <laughs> what uh, what else have you been into this week, JT? Uh, me and Molly Pop watched a movie called Lady Macbeth. Okay. Which was really good. Okay. It was like what I wanted the beguiled to be. What's Lady Macbeth? Uh, it's uh, well, it's about this. Yeah, it's it's a small movie, but it, it's about this uh woman. It's like back in like the seventeen hundreds. She's like sold to a super religious dude to mar- to be married to him, uh-huh. and then he just disappears for like days on end, and then uh, she meets up with this guy. That works on the, in like the house that he lives in, that's like almost kind of rapey towards her, uh-huh. but she's like so starved for attention that she starts having an affair with him, and then after that, like they get so close that they start developing this plan to be together forever. But then, as as it goes on, like you're sympathetic towards her, and then as it goes on, you're like. You're kind of doing some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost kind of like the, like, a female, like, Punisher in that sense. Okay. Where it's like, uh, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm sympathetic towards you. And then she starts doing more and more really, like, shady shit where you don't even know if you can really sympathize with her anymore. And then, like, there's even another character that they, they kind of throw in here and there where she's a complete innocent where she kind of like uses her to throw her over under the bus so that she can keep doing what she's doing. Where it's like, now you're just being an asshole. <laughs> like just totally throwing this this random innocent woman under the bus who's like a servant at this like at this like uh mansion or whatever. But no, it's good. I really liked it. Like it's it kind of plays with your emotions in terms of like what a, what the main character is like. And then at the end, you're just like, fuck you. All right. Right on. But yeah, I liked it. And uh, me and Molly, I uh, showed Molly Pop Get Out because it's on HBO Go uh-huh. and HBO Now. Yes. And man, Troy, you need to watch it again. Yeah. Because there's so many things, especially how they play out in the beginning, that's like fantastic foreshadowing Yeah. for the end. Like I put get out on like my uh, top 10 list for the end of the year. Uh-huh. 
the second viewing made me move it up significantly. Oh, man. Well, okay, so when I watched it for the first time, <clears throat> I had a lot of it spoiled for me. Yeah. So, like, I kind of saw the things that they were foreshadowing in there. Yeah. But I... I, I, I'll try to watch it again before no, the end of the year. No, there's smaller things that, that I missed when I saw Because even I had an idea of what how it was going to be like. But there's, like, smaller things that they bring up in, like, conversation. And, like, like even that, that, that first time he meets the family, like, that conversation he has with the dad. Every little thing that he talks about with him is, like, the end of the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Like, his hatred for deer... Okay. Like, uh, um, <laughs> right? that is good enough. <laughs> like, uh, the, the dinner scene where they talk about the, the brother wanting to put him in a headlock. Okay. Uh, just ev- like, there's so many small things when he's first meeting the family that leads up. That's foreshadowing for the end. That's like, oh, it's perfect. It's so fucking good. Like, I'll tell you some things off the air, even where it's like, God damn it. Like, this is such a goddamn smart movie. All right. That's one of the best comedies of the year, apparently. It is. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, I told you earlier on that I introduced Molly Pop to Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And on upon this viewing of it, I'll say that it, I like it. But in terms of it being like a Zack Snyder film, I feel like upon... Because reading the book, too. Yeah. I feel like this is like... A seventh grader's book report on Watchmen. Yeah. That's what I think the movie is. Yeah. Like, because there's still all of the really cool, deep-seated elements from the book, but he focuses way too much on the dumb shit, where I'm like, okay, let's let's get past this. Yeah. Even with the inclusion of, like, some just over-graphic violence yeah. in this, I'm... Yeah. Like it takes away from like the overall theme of the of the of the story in general. Yeah. Like, cause like the Watchmen themselves are so interesting. Cause every single hero is a completely different version of like superheroes throughout time. Even. Yeah. 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 And it's it's so interesting, but like he's so set in these weird violent scenes where it's like, let's watch them break break dudes' arms for no reason. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, I still like the movie too. Um, I haven't seen it in like a couple of years, but yeah, um, it's I I just I was actually listening to a podcast where they were talking about Watchmen for a minute, and they they said that the only reason like Alan Moore <clears throat> created these characters is because they couldn't use established characters that they didn't give them the permission to use. Yeah. So instead of Rorschach, it would have been the question. Okay. And instead of Night Owl, it would have been a character called Blue Beetle. Yeah. But in retrospect, Night Owl, Rorschach, Dr. Manhattan, all these characters he created are more popular than the characters exactly. that he was going to use anyway. <laughs> so, like, it was better off he used them and could do whatever he wanted with them. And, exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. But no, everyone is so different where it's like everyone has a like a different mythology of what crime fighting is and the fact that they're a group that's put together and that they, they're given this opportunity to debate why they're doing what they're doing is a 
super fascinating watch. Yeah. Like, I, I would suggest Watchmen just for that. Yeah. Like, set aside all the, the dumb, stupid action scenes where they're breaking people's bones or being superhuman for no reason. Like, there's no reason that Night Owl and Silk Spectre are kicking dudes halfway through a fucking alleyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Like, just make them... They're good fighters. That's yeah. it. But, like, all this stuff... Like, that, like, the whole segment with the comedian during his funeral is fascinating. I fucking love... Like, the comedian's my favorite character out of all the Watchmen. Yeah. Terrible person. But Terrible person, great but, character. Like, but, like, you see his... You see his story arc throughout, and it's fascinating. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. And that's why I'm kind of for Damon Lindelof doing that show on HBO, because you can actually flush out, like, the comedian's story... To where it's even more fascinating. Yeah. Because I feel like there's some things in there that they hint at where, like, you can dive into it and be like, what if it's like this? And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm fine with what we have for Watchmen right now, to fair be enough, honest. Fair enough. Like, I'm not, I'm not as involved with it in terms of, like, books and stuff. And, like, I don't give a fuck about the animated shit even yeah me neither but <laughs> like i would i would love like a live action version where it's somebody who's who has has the subject subject material well thought out where they actually present these characters in a very deep seated manner where i i would love to see how the comedian and silk specter's relationship blossomed after he tried to rape her yeah cuz they got together and actually had sex yeah so it's like how how did they get to that point? Like yeah. I would I would love to see that breakdown of that even. Yeah. Like it's interesting. Right. Yeah. I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what comes. Yeah, but that's all I've been into. Uh, how did she like Watchmen? Pretty much the same spectrum as me where it's like I can see it being a good book. <laughs> that's what all she right. said. <laughs> it is a good book. Yeah, it's a good book. It's In order to that... really appreciate it though, you have to like kind of really no superhero tropes yeah more or less but uh like yeah like even but like when i when you let me borrow and i read it like i'm not super i'm not like really in i wasn't really into comic books in general when you let me borrow it right because the the story is strong enough that could just stand on its own and you can but like you get more you can get more out of it if you've already, like, kind of absorbed, like, the culture of comics and, like, certain character tropes of yeah, where yeah. it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. But it stands on its own as just a great yeah. story. And I was, I was still able to pull out, like, these are all superheroes, but they're superheroes for different reasons. And even from when they were superheroes, the experiences they had when they were superheroes changed them into the people they are now. Yeah. Like, I, I love that idea of it, where they were still... a confined they were still like a big group that with one particular objective of fighting crime but they all had weird different mythologies about it where it would have never worked and it almost like to their detriment like almost fucks up everything in general right um anything else that's it all right um i uh chelsea and i just realized that a new season of the great british bake-off is on Netflix. Oh my. So that will hold our attention for about a few days until we bust through that. Just a quaintest show on television. So I tell you quaint. that right now. It's so good. It's one of the best shows. It's one of the best reality 
shows ever because nobody's a dick to anyone. It is honest <laughs> criticism and critiques. Everybody is friendly towards each other. Nobody wins any money. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just for the the fact that like I make great cakes. Yeah, suck it. So suck on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I started listening to a podcast called Raised by TV with Lauren Lapkus and John Gabris. Oh, shit. Um, they just put out their second episode today. It's a new Earwolf show where they just reminisce about 90s television oh, when they were kids. And... It's kind of all over the place. They're tr- I feel like they're still trying to find their footing. Yeah. But the first episode is kind of like an introduction to kind of the series and what they liked as kids and like what they liked as snacks and all this. It kind of goes off the rails here or there. Yeah. But the second episode is all about game shows. Yeah. And they talk about what they like and kind of like they talk about other things and it's interesting. I though they're those two are great. Like, I love them. Oh, yeah. Like, Lauren Lapkus and John Gabrus, anytime I see them on Comedy Bang Bang, I make sure I listen to that episode. <laughs> um, Fucking Gino the Intern is the best. <laughs> and uh, they have an amazing intro theme yeah. where they're like, it's mostly Lauren Lapkus, like, singing, like, we were raised on TV, da 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 and it's like this whole, like, like almost like television intro theme. And then at the very end, like when she wraps it all up, John Gavers goes, barbecue sauce. (laughs) They just get into the episode, but like, I, I really like it. And I think other people would like it too. I don't know. It's kind of, sometimes it feels like they're like a little ADD and they're all over the place. Like us. Yeah, but even more so, I think. I, I don't I think they're way way like they talk really fast throughout the whole thing. It's like sometimes nauseating. But anyway, love it. Anyway, there you go. I'm gonna keep going with that one. And uh the last thing is uh me and Chelsea actually started our own little podcast called saw that. Charm Type. Yeah. Um it's, releasing this shit. I wanna hear it. The first three episodes are out. We release three episodes so people can get a taste of what we're going for, and then we're releasing one a week after that. Yeah. Um, It's a lifestyle podcast where we talk about just our lives and things we've been through, and it's only a half an hour long. Um, It was a thing we came up with on a drive back from a friend's house. Yeah. Where we both said that, like, we don't really get a lot of time to talk to each other. Yeah. So this is just... Uh, time we're putting aside to talk to each other about things about our lives and I'm not putting on a show. It's just our true feelings about whatever. Yeah. The first episode is just getting to know us. So we, it's a story about how we met. Yeah. The second episode is, uh, shit. What is it? I remember the third episode because it's about buying car because we just recently tried to trade in a car of ours and had a terrible experience at it. <laughs> Need to say we still have the car. Yeah. And I uh, can't remember what the second episode is. It's it's lost to the world. But, but anyway, um, there's that. There you go. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, you can 
uh, just search Charm Type Podcast on. I'm look it up. I want to. I want to hear this. It's uh, you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. It's on all the th- stuff already. There you go. If you have a podcast catcher, it's it should be up on there. Um, it's so far it's gotten decent feedback. Good. I'm gonna say like you might be into it, JT. Yeah. But it's not the demographic of this show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, so not everybody listening to this will probably be into it as much yeah. as oh, yeah. another demographic. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, I'm just going to throw it out there. Hey. So I just decided I didn't have enough to do, so I decided to do another <laughs> podcast during the week. <laughs> so now you got, like, what, like three shows going yeah, right Yeah, that's now? right. I got three going on right now. Fair enough. Not, not Fair a enough. big deal. No <laughs> big deal. Uh, but that's that's all I got going on this week, JT. There you go. Uh, well, JT, if people want to talk Frank Castle with you before that uh, new season pops up, where could they do that? Why do the guilty <laughs> not be punished? And Bucky for everyone on Twitter, also Bucky for everyone on Instagram, and hey, why not Snapchat? Troy, I'm going to punish you. <laughs> you can find me at Troy to the Max on Twitter, and you can find both of us at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. All of our new episodes are also posted on Facebook.com slash Review Review Pod, as well as all of our random movie tourney. That is going on. You can vote on Little there. Nikki or Black Dynamite. If you like Troy, <laughs> vote Black Dynamite. Please, God. <laughs> For all that is good in the world, please. Yeah, I I do not want to see the life leave your eyes if Little Nikki will. Oh. I will be <laughs> defeated next week. <laughs> I won't even feel like talking about Justice League. <laughs> uh you can also find our show on Stitcher and Google Play and iTunes. And hey, if you listen to us on iTunes, uh, it'll take two seconds to leave a little comment or even less second yes. uh, to just click a star review. Because if you like the show, one of those things will help other people find the show as Come well. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come <laughs> on. Uh, if you have something longer to say, you are more than welcome to do so because we have a Gmail address at reviewreviewpod at Gmail. Most of. That's the show, JT. That is it. Next week. A whole lot of Punisher. A whole lot of Punisher. Now we're doing a whole lot of superheroes. That's right. Unite the seven. Unite them. Even though I think there's only six. (laughs) I don't know. That Green Lantern. Maybe we'll show up. I don't know. Or maybe we'll. I've heard there's two stingers that are pretty compelling. Ooh, God. Uh, So, yeah, next week. Uh, JT, we are doing Justice League. Yes. It's going to be a big app. GHD is going to be here. He's going to film us. We're going to be on TV. We're going to be on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully we don't offend him with our opinions on it. So that means I got to pick up the room a little bit and we probably should look somewhat presentable. Son of a bitch. I have to comb my hair. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, I know. But uh, so, yeah, next week. Ghost Hunter Dave is going to be here with his thoughts on Justice League. He liked BVS, so stay tuned. I don't know. Yeah. There might be a fight. We could get in a real fight on film and audio. Yeah. This might be a a show of uh, review review slash Imperious Rex slash bum fights. (laughs) Very well could be. (laughs) 
I'll try to make san- one sandwich beforehand and put it in the middle of all of us. <laughs> Justice League sucked. Fuck you. <laughs> Give me that ham Sammy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's the show, JT. So yes. until next time, when we will be talking Justice League, I've been short of the Max Extreme. I am GT3K. And we are off. <laughs>